0: So, Eric, you might have to turn down the bass on um, Denny and um, Steve, because <laughs> <laughs> there's hard boys. That's different I for you. D- different breed over there, brother. Yeah. Uh, hey OGs. Can you
1: say
0: something? What's up, fellas?
2: Hey. Hey. Yeah.
3: There it is.
2: Is there
3: like a?
0: But
2: you um, can sol- like a block, block uh, <laughs> pause thing <laughs> when you want to cough? No,
1: I, <laughs> just,
4: no, no, just. Okay. No, no, just okay. yeah. So, oh, so, only pick you up if you're like this. Oh, you can hear yourself How loud you're yeah. On there Yeah
0: Sometimes I wish um, Roger would know that <laughs> Wait, what, does Roger do? <laughs> what does Roger do Oh you know Roger mate He's It's like he's trying to have a Like a bass <laughs> challenge Or something
4: um. <laughs> So like uh, 34 deaths now In more.
3: Is it? Is it from from what? Is it meso- from measles? From measles? Is, um, is it kids or no vaccination? Or yeah, yeah.
0: Well, they think they think it is. I mean, like part of it's because um, most of those kids went uh, vaccinated, unfortunately. And yeah, man, it's pretty sad uh, what's going on at the <coughs> moment.
3: I blame New Zealand, eh? Because it came from here, eh? Yeah, but well, that's what hey. they <laughs> said. Man. I reckon uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> they should have. Um, they should have had st- someone standing at the airport, just giving anyone a. Vaccination for they all hopped on that.
4: But did you hear the sad thing about it? They're like scrambling to give kids vaccinations and they're like giving them a cheap one. No, no, like no. The no, one no, from no. India, is it? No no no, cool? no, 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 no. <laughs>
0: from India. Yeah, that's the one, no, one. No, no, no. no. That's, that's, uh, that's social media now, bro. <laughs> that's, um, there's a lot of. You know, there's the one thing that it's exposed is like instead of worrying about the what's going on in the epidemic, you've got like two sides going at it the anti vax and and the pro-vax, which you know, and then you've got um, some pretty big personalities, personalities on um, on social media as well. Eh? you know, I think um, Taze Way, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and she's a big um, she's a big um, anti-vax person, and uh, also I think the one where it's coming out where um, they're talking about the cheap uh, vaccinations, I think um, <laughs> Eliot Sapolo um, um, put a tweet up. I, I don't know I'm not gonna but he put something along those lines and that's where everyone's really starting to heat up and that's where that kind of um, mm. yeah
4: but that um Frank I want to say the wife, eh? yeah. she's been she's a big of not being vaccinated eh? yeah huh. like True. her kids ain't haven't been vaccinated since they were born because eh? she doesn't believe it yeah they
0: um I think part of it is because she thinks like there's some she went off some other studies or something and they think that it um when you vaccinate, or because they have vaccination, uh, causes autism, but they're still trying to find out. Um, you know, I haven't really read up on it as well as the people going on at Twitter, where every um, seem every conflict seems to be resolved these days.
4: <laughs> yeah, It's yeah. How about your kids then? Are they all
3: vaccinated? Yeah, they're all vaccinated. like when they had that thing here, yeah, it was it wasn't. A problem for us, an issue for us because we all our all my kids are all vaccinated. Eh? So, have you ever thought about not, um,
0: or did you nah. hear the the argument for not um vaccinating them? Um, you and Millie, did you ever um hear about anything along those lines? No, nah.
3: no, nah, well, man, I'm so far away from the, what's happening around the world, eh? Like, I was telling, texting <laughs> camps when he was telling me, I was like, shit, sure, is it what's happening? Oh man, I've just been too busy at work, I've been. Disconnected from the outside world and knowing, but no, nah, I'd, I'd never thought about like um, not vaccinating the kids in that. Only because w- we've been growing up, you know, and been vaccinated in that. Do you think it's uh, a conspiracy theory that, um, <laughs> that someone bought that that measles here to New Zealand? No, it wasn't. It was men. I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, one of the boys from uh, one of the guys from work, uh, Brett. He's just – what he can't get over is the fact that um, it's actually killing people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's um, scary. And he he kind of throughout the series, like, nah, man, they, like it was man, like it was taken over to Samoa purposely because, you know, they're trying to – Create an
3: epidemic. Uh, uh,
0: yeah, trying to wipe out uh, – <laughs> No,
3: I reckon it was per- purposely bought here, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> and because, you know – there's so many Samoans here that fly in and, and it just got <laughs> caught up, and yeah. you know, and I,
1: I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, what about you, Steve? Have you heard, um, do you know if there's any cases in Tonga yet? Or um?
2: Yeah, I think there's quite a few cases. I mean, I've, I, I've been pretty disconnected as well, so I haven't yeah. really paid much attention to what's going on other than what I'm seeing on the news feeds, but I think I'm pretty, pretty similar to Dan, just being focused on other things. So. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like the other thing is like, um and I, I know this sounds kind of um, out of it, but it's only because um, the last week it was all taken with that Grace, all the, all the media and all the focus was on that um, case lust of the British tourists mm. that um Grace what was oh, yeah. it Maline yeah Mil- yeah, M- oh. M- yeah, something. yeah something. and so all that like it kind of the, all the deaths were happening or the the um the you know bodies were piling up the focus wasn't on what was happening in Samoa it was all happening like um, locally on the case yeah on the case so you know it's pretty easy to not um, actually know that, that that was happening until the numbers actually um, grew and now it's unfortunately um, it's pretty bad for our people in Samoa
3: yeah a, a, is it just kids dying or no there's um. so there's
0: I think there's two two adults oh uh, wow past of uh, them are under four yeah see man, wow. that's, oh, that's, man. that's that's um, devastating man. yeah yeah man.
1: So, uh, what, so does,
3: what does it what, mean? These kids are not vac- vaccinated in Samoa.
4: It sounds like Samoa was, was the least, had the least amount of vaccinations going on as a country. Mm. And because this measles thing came out, they've just been, you know, exposed to it. But it wasn't for, it wasn't because our parents didn't want to get their kids vaccinated. It seems like they just didn't get vaccinated. Well, I just don't think
0: they were aware of... um yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, like a middle uh, measles. <laughs> 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 sorry about, sorry about that. Uh, you know, measles wasn't um, you know this was there's something from their mind. You know, it wasn't really an issue until it started happening
3: here, and then. And was the first time in Samoa that measles has been like a epidemic.
4: Probably the first epidemic since the um- influenza, right? influenza yeah, back oh, in the day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Just hope they can get on top of it.
4: So, you know, you're talking about the cheap vaccination. What's what's the deal there? What, what- Okay. Oh, just like, as I said, uh, that was a tweet that... Um, oh, right. Heliotta, he he put up talking about it was cheap
3: vaccination from India. And that's what he's blaming? Is he trying to...
1: No,
0: no, it was just the fact that they were using cheap vaccinations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. right. But um, there's been a lot of uh, people... I'm not, you know, still mm. not cleared up on it, but there's been actual people going on that it's not, and it's um, actually approved by the WFO or whatever it's called.
4: Anyway... um. Just like to welcome our guest for tonight, yes, Mr. Steve Tupper.
2: Oh, oh, hello. Thank you, boys.
1: Hey, here
4: he <laughs> is. <laughs> man So, uh, Steve, um, you just got back from a, a trip um, to the States. You had your um, couple of uh, of your fighters over there.
2: Yeah, it was um, basically just uh, continuing the pathway for the. Um, Junior Farr and Hemi here as uh, two heavyweight boxers from New Zealand and just trying to continue that path and getting onto the uh, top contention of the uh, of all the uh, current heavyweights that's currently at there at the moment. Sure, man.
4: So so, what was your role in, in that
2: in that campaign? Like, Basically, I mean, um, so I'm part of the management team uh, from a company that I formed uh, with my business partner, uh, JC. So we basically look after... Hemia here, plus some other boxes that's in our stable. Um, and it was just basically just trying to, we knew that there was a market in uh, Utah, uh, specifically Salt Lake City, being a big population of Polynesians. Um, and we knew that with boxing, if there's a big following in fighters, then, uh, you know, that's going to grab a lot of attention uh, to a lot of the promoters. So we're pretty much just trying to tap into that uh, untapped uh, Polynesian market because uh, once the Polynesian market is is awakened, or you know, it's like a sleeping elephant at the moment. And once you awaken that uh, Polynesian market, man, right, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a big massive train ride. Mm.
0: Did you actually do any kind of study into that? Like just like yeah. just saying, like, did you do your um, background checks and just think, man, this is something that um, you and also your uh, business partner JC, yeah, JC, so, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, so basically, um, I mean, I've I've always known that there's a big Polynesian community in Utah, specifically just just from family. Especially, uh, especially with my mum's side, um, uh, my, my mother comes from a big uh, family of uh, siblings and she's the only one that came to New Zealand out of all her siblings and they all basically set up and moved to the States and pretty much set up in Texas and Utah predominantly. So. Damn, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> we've got Tongans in Texas, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you'd be crazy, man. If you look up, there's a school uh, called Trinity in Texas and they produce the most uh, NFL players From that school, and they're all predominantly Tongan. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some sort of stat like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Trinity College. Yeah, so they got uh, a lot of Tongans there that that play football, and they kind of, you know, they kind of, uh, you know, um, beat the statistics in making it out there. So, like, uh, what, 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 um, so what triggered it for you? What,
0: um, Um, was it just seeing like um, guys here that you thought you could?
2: It's funny because um. I I stumbled on it accidentally. Um, I've always been in the uh, uh, the sport or fitness industry for for years, and um, and I've always um, trained in either you know uh, martial arts or boxing, or whatever. And then, um, and I've always I've known of Hemi, um, specific, specifically of Hemi. and you know he was a up and comer. He was a top heavyweight prospect about uh, three years ago, and he kind of just disappeared off the radar. And then um, I saw him training um, at uh, at a boxing gym, um, you know, under Lolohoi Muli, and he's a well-respected boxing coach. And then um, then I saw him training there and just asked a few questions and, you know, found out that he was sidelined for a couple of years just due to a contract obligation that he was locked into. So it kind of stemmed from there and then being asked to help out with um, getting him fit and then bringing him into the gym and then, you know, one thing led to another and then Found out that he was um, locked in um, contractual obligations, and then um, it started from there. And then we started to investigate that you know, you know, being locked out, um, there should be a way that we could break their contract, and it kind of started from there. Damn, that's me, man. <laughs> yeah, that's so, like,
0: um, who was he? Um, I don't know if you, you can name them, but so who was he contracted to? Uh, well, this was all happening in, like in-
2: um, he was. Yeah, he was contracted to a company called Sky Arena. Um, and how long ago was this? I think it was about uh, three, maybe three, four years ago. And then um, they kind of went through a bit of a uh, reshuffle in the company, or they restructured, or you know, went under, and then you know, kind of unsold and and so forth. But can't really go into too much. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, and, and you know, we saw that there was a way that we could um, get them out of it, and um, and I think coming from a corporate world, you know, for me, it's all about due diligence, and so kind of just uh started you know using um context i had you know my own lawyers and accountants to review and we found a way that we could kind of get them out of it and then uh it's pretty much started from there well.
0: nice man that's um it's funny because um when you talk about like um boxing hey eh, there's this kind of stigma with um with boxing you know because um you know that uh, all the you've got all those promoters um, like uh, Don King and all, all those little dodgy things that happen <laughs> that happen in boxing, eh? A. Yeah. So it's like people kind of a bit <laughs> weary about, um, especially the heavyweight division and that. Is that what was kind of happening here in New Zealand as well? Like there's still dodgy business, you know, um, um, I, dodgy I mean, stuff happening behind the
2: scenes. I, I wouldn't say dodgy business or anything like that. I think it was just um, probably. Not doing your due diligence, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, You're not checking things through reading the
0: contract and yeah. that kind it, of stuff. And I
2: think with um, a lot of our PI athletes, is that you know, um, especially if you're young, you just you get a piece of paper, you see a dollar figure, it. and you just sign it, yeah, um, without getting it checked. So it's just trying to educate and just uh, reiterate to you know up and coming athletes, whether it be in any kind of sport, you know, always bring people on board that you can trust. And for me, like I always have a saying: it's like uh, keep it small. Keep it tight Keep it real Yeah And trust that circle uh, Within your group To help you so. When was that moment when you, when you When you told yourself There is a niche There for
4: someone like me To get into Or was it predominantly Like a A anything thing Everyone doing that Like the
2: The promoting side of things Yeah I mean um, When I first When I first looked at it um, I think there wasn't I don't think there is any Tongans or any Pacific Island. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, mate, <laughs> this is ground here, yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. So, but um, for me, it was just um, like it was just trying to help and kind of pay it forward, and it kind of started from that by uh, being able to help our own people, and then helping them provide them uh, like a pathway, uh, but also doing it as, a, uh, as as a successful business along the way, but mm. um, making it fair for everybody. So.
4: So did did you look up to anyone at that time, when when you
2: first started? Were you looking up? Were yeah, you, I mean, you? man, there was uh, man. There's all sorts of people that I was, you know, I was studying. Um, you know, all the big players. You mm. know, in, in the boxing scene, um, I was even looking at, you know, you know, the Bill Gates and you know, just mm, stuff. Yeah. How the how they did, how they um, pretty much started their businesses and trying to execute it. So it, it has been a a big learning curve for me going from uh, my corporate world into. Pretty much the sports management side. Yeah. It's quite funny because um, I, I did all this in uni, and I'm only finally getting to use it now. Yeah, yeah. How how are you finding it? Um, man, it's it's uh, it's still uh, daunting because um, you're dealing with um, big promotions from you know New York and um, the US, um, the Middle East, and you know, and I always find it funny because uh, I deal with a lot of these guys via email and then um, you know you keep it professional and the, the tone of the email is almost like that Balangi tone yeah yeah, yeah of course yeah 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 and then when they get to meet me they're like oh you're the guy holding the bags
0: yeah yeah <laughs> oh yeah but there they, they, they would be that misconception eh? they, just, yeah. they, they would assume that they're, dealing, they're talking to yeah. another pārangi and that yeah. and then when they see this guy walking off his uh, big shoulders and they're like, <laughs> are you a boxer as well uh? <laughs> <laughs>
3: like, that's discrimination
1: though.
0: yes mate, that's up, that's up man so. <laughs> shucks <laughs> but you know, um that's that's so awesome, man, like to hear that because like um like all of us, like we've all grown up watching boxing and that, eh? yeah mm. and then you hear um you hear about everything happening. I think the most famous one, like
2: for us islanders is what happened to David Tua. Oh man, that was and <clears throat> that for me that was um pretty much the um the um how would you say the the, the example that I wanted to use mm. by Setting the platform right by making sure that we it's it's all about the athlete, you know, um, yeah. and it was pretty hard because um, Hemi came from a you know from a circle that was quite trusted and and it's a respected uh, circle of you know coaches and and a team and his family were uh, really into that as well, so. I had to make sure that it, um, when I, I brought him onto the box or under my company brand, I had to go and sit down. You know, as, as the Pacific Island thing, you go sit down with the family, do the respect, yeah, the respect. For and them, and hey? you speak with the parents, and then um, you know, it was a, it was a pretty emotional meeting uh, meeting his parents and his mother, uh, especially because uh, you know the one thing she said to me was that um, here's her son, you know, very talented, uh, but he's been sitting at home for three years, you know, uh, and he and basically he was training that whole three years training. Uh, just trying to wait for this time for that that contract to end. Um so seeing his mother and you know, her being in tears and saying, you know, we've heard many people say this before and I've heard this story over and over again, what makes you different? And mm-hmm. so I just said to her, one, I understand where you come from. I've been from that position, you know, when you when you come from nothing, but you appreciate everything that you're given as a as a child because you 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 get to appreciate it more when you're older. Uh, yeah, uh, probably growing up, you didn't really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, and so for me, it was the biggest factor was uh, uh, gaining that trust of his parents and his family, and also Hemi as well. Mm.
0: You know the um, the cool thing that you're saying is that when the mom said that he's been sitting on the sideline for three years, and he was still doing his training on the side, like some mm. people. Like you see other cases when the contracts go wrong, mm. like like rugby players and that, mm. and they just give it like they just they throw it, it all in, mm. yep. and you see them on you know like you go oh man that guy could have been something or mm. you know he's come back, company got an injury and he just stopped playing, mm. that's a kind of a um a test of, kind of a test of character but it shows his character as well eh oh yeah absolutely you know like um so you know with his um with his family and that what was the first official um. Like official fight that you
1: um,
2: had um, kind of. So the first <clears> throat> official throat> fight was um, basically. So we've just um, gone twelve months now that I've that I've had Hemi. Um, and when we, twelve months ago I sat him down, and I just we we had a vision. And we said, you know, this is where we want to see you in twenty four months, and we've already achieved that in tw- less than twelve months. So the goals and the vision has slightly changed mm-hmm. to cater for our our plan or our, our three year four year goal. But it's good because um, he's been really busy within the last 12 months. I mean, he fought November last year, it was his first um, f- um, fight back into the scene, and that was uh, against Conrad Lamb, um, you know, just to you know, get the cobwebs out of the, the system. Mm. And that was a good fight for him because Conrad, uh, you know, he was an undefeated heavyweight prospect. this one, and, and he's a big man as well, you know, very big man and um, a decent boxer. And, and that was a good. Good test for Hemi, then after Conrad Lamb, um, he fought uh, Junior Yakopo, uh, Yakupo. Um, and that was um, in December. And then uh, he won that uh, by TKO. And then um, after T- after December, uh, we flew out to uh, um, Columbus, Ohio, in March. Uh, fought fought Ed Fountain, um, stopped him convincingly. And then after Ed Fountain, he fought came back he fought at uh, columbus ohio beginning of march came back and fought julius long at the end of march and then uh, so julius long being the tallest man in boxing um, and then he got that uh, unanimous uh, sorry by unanimous decision and then uh, we went to saudi arabia after that in uh, july and then uh, he fought a um, a german heavyweight prospect that's never been stopped mm. and uh, he stopped him in the first round mm. and then uh, after that we just uh, fought uh, oh about a weekend a week and a bit ago, um, in the US, in Utah, and he fought Joshua Tufty and he stopped Joshua in the second round. So, so has been nice yeah, pretty it's bu- a pretty busy twelve months. Yeah. You, know,
4: you know, Steve, at the at the beginning, like he you know, was saying, like you told um, you told him you had a plan. Yeah. Like what was it? Twelve year, twelve yeah, twelve had, month
2: plan. Oh, we had a. I mean, we had a. We had a twenty. of oh, myself and uh, JC uh, business partner. We had uh, a pretty much a plan. We wanted to see him. Um, I think when we got him. He was sitting out in the rankings. I don't know if he was like 500 or whatever it was mm. in the world rankings. Um, and our goal was uh, within 12 months to get him within the uh, top 100. Uh, he's, he's now sitting in the top 100. I think he's 95 at the moment. Yeah, 95 um, in the world at the moment. And, so, and the next goal is to get into the top 50, and then the top 50, top 20, and so on.
0: Mm. You know, when it comes to the rankings, because um, there's so many um, different boxing yep. um, promotions, so what's the main one? You know, there's WBO, WBC, WBF. Um, IBF, IBA, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So which is the um, which is the one that you really, if he gets on these 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 oh. ones, which one would you really ideally want I mean, him to be on?
2: It doesn't really matter. I mean, as long as he gets into one of the three main sanctions. Yeah. Uh, and the ranking is really important. Mm-hmm. At the moment, he's now ranked um, the number one heavyweight in Asia Pacific under the WBC. Yeah. So that was a really good achievement for us to get that uh, get that ranking. Because if we, and the goal is to go from there, get a ranking, uh, get a, a, a bout, uh, whether it be an intercontinental or oriental bout, and then challenge for another bout above that. So it's it's been a pretty good, pretty busy 12 months, but uh rewarding 12 months. Sounds like yeah. it, man. So, so yeah. that's
0: a, there was a total of four or five fights um, in 12 months?
2: I think it was uh, maybe six or, I, I can't, what's one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, six fights, six yeah, six fights Damn. in 12 months, Damn. less than 12 months. So. He's, he's probably oh, been yeah. the most uh, active heavyweight boxer yeah. out of New Zealand, especially out of New Zealand.
3: Mm. Wow. Four last year. Usually five fights yeah. Five.
2: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, so he's pretty lucky. He's been knocking them out pretty early, than <laughs> me eh? Yeah,
2: that's that's <laughs> <the goal. laughs> Recovery is better. eh? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the plan: knock them out early and then uh, you know recover. You know, don't take too much punishment. Yeah. When I think of um, David Tua's career, mm. especially
4: his early, his early fights, like. He seemed to like just get always get nobodies mm-hmm. until he got to you know the top, but then. But it, that's but it, that's that's but that's, that's, a, that's how you get ranked. The way that's, that's a common yeah. thing because Joseph yeah. yeah, yeah. Parker's yeah. kind of yeah. What he's so about. yeah. It's, um,
2: I mean, we would love to uh, fight everybody. You know, we've got a list, and um, it's funny because when we fought in uh, Saudi Arabia, um Hemi was asked by one of the promoters, you know, um, who would be his top ten list, and he named all the top 10 guys Mm. and you know the promoters you know you know it's really you never you never name all the top 10 guys and he just and they asked him why did you name them and he's like oh well they've all got no losses so i want to give them their first loss so Mm. he really has that confidence and that belief in himself but yeah what the promoters when you get a a prospect at their job is to uh build the prospect up Mm. um, get that experience because if you throw them too far into the deep end yeah, yeah, it could But that's what I meant. It felt like they thought was doing it forever.
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, how, how do we, how do we know, or how do they know when to? Okay, enough is enough. We'll yeah. get them the well, the, so you, the better guys.
0: Because you usually get like guys like uh, gatekeepers, eh? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So you get guys that like uh, this is a, uh, you get to this point, and if you beat this guy, mm. then you can Open move up. You know, yeah. so you, there's there's yeah. certain like pigs where you go, okay, he's knocked him, then he can move up to the top fifty. He knocks
2: this guy out. What a lot of people don't know about Hemi is that he has no amateur background. So every heavyweight has come through the amateurs and they've had an extensive uh, background in amateurs. Whereas Hemi, it's funny, he's come straight from the street. You know. So so, so what was he doing before? So he was. Um, I mean, he he he's uh, he's he's obviously played a uh, bit of rugby in his career. From what I've been told, he was a really talented uh, rugby player. I think it was college rifles he was with boxing's always been in his family for his uncle and all that and it was something that he wanted to um, pursue and uh, it's funny because uh, Hemi always has a saying that um, his professional record is nowhere close to a street record
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, sounds
0: like uh, you and Danny's uh, record <laughs> and John's record on Haimash uh <laughs>
2: Does
1: this
2: include uh, all of Henderson Or just uh, Bruce McLaren, uh, yeah. This There's a reason why John was the king of Bruce McLaren.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he was I the King know. Kong <laughs> <laughs> We've got John for He just walked in Welcome brother Man, the man <laughs> But yeah, but that's so awesome man Like you said just after the David tour, man, uh, the after tour, what happened to tour? Like, this. Oh,
2: mm. man, that's that's still fresh because I remember that Sunday when he fought Lennox Lawson. Oh, you know? I think, yeah. I think uh, <laughs> we,
0: we've talked about it here, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that, that, that's still fresh because I remember, you know, um, seeing him, the island drums, the, you know, uh, you know, just had the everything, you know, they resembled like coming from Samoa, Pacific, and all that, and it just sent shivers down your spine, and you're yeah. like, man, you're so proud. And then, and it, and it was almost like a anticlimax, you know, at the right. end of it because, exactly. uh, you know, it just fizzled out at the end yeah. of the performance.
0: Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and it was just, it was kind of like from that and then all the behind the scenes stuff that oh, really, yeah. um, you know, got on him to come back from what he's come from. But mm. like, um, like you were saying, it kind of seems like when you don't do your due diligence and then, like, um, you know dot your i's and cross the t's you know um it's like he's kind of an he's like a perfect example for all us islanders like make sure you just um watch the people that you connect with and all that eh?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: like do you um have you have you know uh, have you got any like younger prospects do you have guys out there that they kind of come like um Scouts and come, like, you should go check this guy out. You know, I think he's he's going to be good for
2: you on that. I saw yeah.
4: that, um, the Matrix guy.
2: Yeah, well, it's, uh, so he's a, uh, um, he's uh, one of our recent, um, uh, stables, uh, that I've just signed on board. Um, young Tahitian, um, Raho Lehato from Tahiti. Um, Rahul, so it's R A I H A U. So he's actually, so Tahitian, like, he stayed in Tahiti. He's in from that? Tahiti, yeah. Damn. And, uh, surname Lehato was L E. Ali, uh, yeah, that's it. Ali H A R T E L. So he's a um, exciting uh, young prospect. Um, just signed him on board. He had his first pro fight last uh, week, um, and his um, his opponent um, pretty much threw in the towel after the first round. Um, oh. The reason why we call him the Matrix is uh, he'll hit you with a combination, and by the time you look at him, he's already at a different angle hitting you with another combination. So how, how did you come across this guy? So he was, uh, I mean, I, I met him through the German and everything like that. And um, I met him a few years back. Um, he was training out of um, under Lolo and Muli as well. But he was also training uh, from Tahiti and he was coming through New Zealand and doing a bit of boxing training here and then going back to Tahiti. And then uh, he hit me up and then I just said to him, um, you know, I don't usually sign people straight away. It's kind of like a probation period that they've got to prove to them, prove to me or show me that their work ethic is where I want it to be. But also, um, you know, that they're talented and I can see that they're going to go a long way. And for me, this kid is really special. Um, he's a Oceania medalist, um, Tahitian, uh, French-Polynesian champion, and he's a free-time amateur champion, three weight divisions. So, uh, you know, he's a really good boxer. And I've seen him... So we, we brought him over and um, he's now in training under Doug Viney at uh, City Kickboxing along with uh, you know Junior Far and Hemi Ahio. and uh, yeah he's a he's a really talented kid and um, he's probably the most technical and talented kid I've seen in a long time. So
0: is that is that do you think that's because he's um, done most of his training in uh, Tahiti? So yeah. he hasn't picked up any bad habits
2: or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean um, I mean again you know he's had he's had a really great foundation in Tahiti and also trained under. You know, uh, Lolohe Muli as well. Who's another fantastic coach. Uh, but now, you know, um, there's a great uh, system that's in place In uh, City Kickboxing, and uh, everybody think that City Kickboxing is just a you know MMA gym or kickboxing, but they actually do uh, you know boxing, kickboxing, MMA, Jiu Jitsu, wrestling. Yeah. So it's you know it's uh, all different different facets.
0: You know, just um like you mentioned um Junior Far, and he's another one um, mm-hmm. that kind of sounds like he was the Kind of the same situation that Hemi he was, but it was he he stopped boxing because apparently, I just remember when um mm. they brought him out, he was the guy that had been in um, Joseph Parker twice in amateur fight,
2: yeah. So yeah, so um he took a break, um you know he just started a young family and you know as you do as a, as a parent you know you, you got to support your family and mm. so he took a break and started supporting you know you got to look after his young family and, and it's great that he's back. He's now nineteen and zero. And he's now getting closer to a probably a big fight maybe uh, next year. Um, so yeah, I work, I work closely with his manager um, as well, and we kind of, for us, you know, you've got Emmy and Junior both training out of the same gym, both you know same division, but uh, we kind of form like a, a brotherhood. You know, it's um, it's better for us to form as a team, and you know, get to the top together. And you know, you know, it, it's people we always say, oh, it's quite strange that you guys are training together, but you know, for us, you know. You know, coming from New Zealand, you know, if you're a Polynesian or a Pacific Islander, like and Samoan, you're pretty much just, you know, your brothers. Mm. And if you have to fight each other, then, you know, we'll look at that at the time.
4: So, uh, on to sports management. That's your name of your, your company? Yep, that's it. Uh, yeah, on to sports. So, um, can you tell us about the early beginnings of the of the company and how it started? In, yeah, and I mean, how uh, you got
2: there? basically, <laughs> it was just, um, uh, myself and uh, JC, we, we were quite, um, it all started with that conversation with Hemi, you know, and I just thought, okay, if I'm going to look after this guy, I've got to do it properly, you know, I've got to form a company, got to make sure that, you know, I've got a, lawyer, lawyers, a team of lawyers behind us, um, accountants, you know, do everything above board, you know, so we had to make sure that um, we put contracts in place, um, everything had to get signed off by lawyers when we're presenting it, so, you know, and, and also making sure that the, the fighter or the athlete is well aware and they get proper advice. And the main thing for me was to make sure that as of in boxing, everybody takes a split or a cut. Uh, for us, we wanted to make sure that the boxer or the athlete gets the biggest cut. Uh, so that was the difference for us. And it was funny because uh, I was in Saudi Arabia and there was a sports manager there for his fighters and we we're talking about percentages. And I just said, yeah, this is my percentage. I only just take 10%. Mm.
1: And
2: I said, 10% and they're like what's where's the rest of it and i said goes to the fighter yeah mm. and, and they said "Oh, you know they couldn't believe it but i said you know if you do it right you get sponsors on board and a yeah. team mm. of people on board then you won't need to worry about that yeah. kind of stuff
0: and they kind of a word of mouth thing because right? oh, yeah. like man that's that's so awesome that um like when you're talking about that stuff because they're they're going to go tell other people like hey, come come to this country," because they're, they're not going to have you know mm. a, um, they're not going to be taking uh, most of the pie. Uh, you, get <laughs> <laughs> you get to have enough for uh, Kungai and uh, <laughs> and the next day if, as well, man. Shucks.
4: So is it unheard of in the promotion world, like yeah, I mean doing that?
2: I mean, usually these um, you hear you hear some pretty crazy stories of you know uh, managers or the team taking majority of the spin and you hear that the fighter ends up with only 10%, you know, but it's crazy because you know, they're the ones that's putting their body on the line. So, yeah. yeah, so you want to, for us, or for me and the company, um, for me personally, is, is, is athlete welfare, you know, protecting the athlete, uh, protecting them, and also making sure that they've got something to retire um, or fall back on once they finish, you know, in the sport, because uh, you, see, you see a lot of stories uh, whether it be in rugby or league that you know these guys are at the top of the game but um no investment plan or no financial yeah. uh, I think um,
0: <coughs> I think Rubini Velo is Good a example. perfect example of that eh like he's back staying in the village in Fiji because he had squandered all that money like he hadn't taken care of it you know we're talking about that you said like uh, when you started your company and you had um, you got all the lawyers and the accountants um do you um, have you put um, any guys to help um, with your workers oh with your fighters Say like uh, help with budgeting
2: or with investments and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, I mean there's a there's a range of people that uh, we're we're talking to, and you know for me it's um it's trying to learn off other people and uh, and and I, you know, I try to be a sponge and sponge as much information of uh, you know the people that's been in the game for a long time, um, you know people from you know accounting or lawyers or um, managers or promoters, and you know I pretty much just ask as many questions as as possible so I can try and soak it in. Um, and you know, learn from it but also learn from their mistakes as well. Um, and improve from there pretty much.
4: So um you know, going back to starting your business, like how long did it take from the time where you had it in your head I'm gonna do this? And to the time you the the business came online?
2: Um it was pretty I'd say within a couple of weeks. Oh really? Yeah. I mean wow. I've always wanted I mean, I've always I've always been involved with athletes um through you know, um, training and fitness um, Especially with um, I, I have a, a big involvement or involvement With um, Oliver MMA um, Under Steve Oliver And he's been like a, a big brother to me uh, Throughout the years And I try and help out and give back as much as I can To those up um, and coming guys There's a lot of talent coming from there So, you know, just trying to help them with their um, training And their programming and all that kind of stuff So, And I've always had a, a enjoyment of uh, You know in that kind of industry. And then when I saw the chance to uh, kind of start my own company or my own business, I was like, oh yeah, you know, I wanted to be my own boss. You yeah. know, I got sick of working for the man.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, um, like that's, that's so cool, man. Like, um,
0: especially like, like cause we've all known each other for so long and that, um, how was it because you're, you're going from a paid job a salary and all that. Um, how did your family take it? How did your partner
2: take it when you came to them? Because it's such a bold step. Oh. Yeah, I and mean, uh, you know it's it's not an easy it's not easy for your family or your your partner or your wife or your spouse because when you say hey this is what I want to do and then they're like oh okay another, <laughs> See, another thing. yeah I'm gonna go no. be a, you know yeah, <laughs> yeah get into
0: this and that and like, oh okay yeah
2: but um it, it's really important to um you know, you you, um, you involve them and um, mm. you know you be upfront with them and honest with them and just mm. let them know that you know this is your goal and, and for me this is my 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 passion and you know, yeah. and yeah. my dream and um you know if if I wasn't as heavily invested in this as as a passion then I wouldn't be doing it um, you know some people say oh is this a little psychic for you but you know for me it's um, it's everything because I want to help see these guys succeed and if I believe it then and I feel it and I, I walk it and talk it then these guys will be the same as well damn is this a is, is this what
0: was happening On Hindmarsh uh, <laughs> All uh, those uh, years uh, ago This sound like All uh, oh, you guys Walking down Heinmarsh Together uh. Yeah Damn yeah,
2: It was just a different breed Back in Hindmarsh <laughs> we, we, we had to believe That we owned their blocks, yeah, that block so, yeah. We had street, to make sure No one came to their block Their street records Must have been up man
1: <laughs>
2: I'm surprised None of us ended up In prison
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Damn man uh, no, That's Oh bro That's that's inspiring also. So, that's inspiring, yeah. as as, especially from our <laughs> Kmart days, right? <laughs> <laughs> those were good days, they were good, but you know, you're talking about um Steve
1: Oliver,
2: yeah, yeah, So that's, that's the one uh in Glen Eden, right? Yeah, he's, he's in Berlin so now. Yeah. How, did, how did you get involved with him? It's funny because um, we used to like uh, I think me and Dan or all the other boys here and all our younger brothers, we used to always uh go up to Don Oliver's gym, and I think it was with uh, even the uh, Henderson boys like Tila and all those guys, and uh. I remember one time we used to always go there at nighttime. We'll jump over the fence and then we'll do training. You know, we'll just jump into cause they had two gyms. They had a the cardio gym and the main weights gym. We'll jump over the fence, get, go past the pool and then go training the cardio. And then we we're doing it for ages and they must have caught on to us, you know, because we we're still in school. And then, um, they came out and they go, Hey, and, you know, started yelling at us. And then everybody got away and I was the only one that couldn't get away. And, you yeah. know, and Steve was a big guy back then. You know, he still is a big guy. Yeah. And he called me and goes, Hey, you guys have been jumping the fence, coming here and training for ages, you know, without paying. And he gave me two options. You know, he said, um, you can, um, you know, get in trouble. I'll call your parents. You know, as, as island kids, you don't want your parents to be called because that's worse <laughs> yeah. than the police. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Hard> up. <laughs> and then um, he gave me two options. Like, he's going to call the police and call my parents. Or he said, uh, come here and train. And then uh, yeah. come here and train for the first week with him and then see how it goes from there. And then so I said, oh, yeah, I'll come and train. And then started training with him, you know, just pretty much that's how I got into weight training and um, trained him for a few years. And then a few years became a long time. And then I I knew he would always be doing martial arts downstairs of his house. And then I didn't realize how big it was because it was pretty underground back then, you know, mixed martial arts and jiu-jitsu and everything else and cage fighting. It wasn't really in the the mainstream of um, sports. Um, and then, um, I saw, one day I had a look out the window and I saw Mark Hunt walking down, oh. walking down the driveway, and it was Mark Hunt. Was he uh, coming to challenge Home uh, Marsh Boys? Or? <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh,
2: sorry, I thought it was, thought it was down John's driveway.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, So yeah, I saw yeah. Mark
2: Hunt and uh, he, you know, I saw some pretty reputable, um, you know, Pacific Island guys going down to the back of the house and training, and then pretty much asked Steve at the time, and said, hey, what are you guys doing now then And they said, oh, we're doing, um, you know, jiu-jitsu and MMA, and and I said, no, didn't know what that was. Went to the back and then um, he said, come and have a look. And went and had a look and they're all rolling at his house and I just, all I saw was just guys hugging on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, what the hell is this? Yeah. You know, it was some sort of orgy. <laughs> uh, the guys are all wearing like uh, PJs. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then... Um, you know, and he's like, oh, jump in. And I said, oh, no. Nah. And then he goes, jump in and have a roll. And then uh, I said, oh, yeah. And he goes, pick anyone. So me, you know, being a table guy, I, I picked the smallest bālangi guy <laughs> yeah. in the room. And I said, oh, I'll, I'll challenge that guy. Yeah. Last thing I remember was uh, waking up with my legs in the air <laughs> in the uh, recovery position. <laughs> he tipped me out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, after that, I was like, oh, I was hooked. And I was like, oh, man, I wanted to learn the sport. And then, uh, yeah, then I mean, been... Been known Steve for man, I think probably fifteen years plus, yeah. or maybe longer. Yeah, probably longer. I've known him since I was in school, and then uh, but started training with him after I finished um, uni and all that. Uh, took it uh, pretty seriously, but had a lot of injuries. But I saw a lot of talented kids coming through there, yeah, and uh, he's he's pretty much like the godfather of the MMA scene. He, he is a eh? New he, Zealand like in New Zealand. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's um, that's awesome, man. But you know when you are describing your story. And I was sitting there I was going, Man, it sounds like uh, you sound like um Jean Claude Van Damme from Bloodsport. <laughs> so I was wondering <laughs> you know, if you went
2: to the Kumati <laughs> <laughs>
1: Because
2: man, I was going, Bro, that's awesome, Because, uh, man, man. you know Yeah, I think um when I woke up all I could hear was uh pack your bags <laughs> <and leave.
0: laughs> But Like that's the it's funny how you're saying, like, um, about jujitsu because yeah. that's everyone's concept, like, like their perception of it. It's like, yeah, it looks like everyone's just hugging. And usually, like, when you hear Joe Rogan and that talk about it, hey, they hear the same thing, hey, it's it's all about leverage and all that. Yeah. And then, like, people always say, like, when you hear people talk about it,
2: like, they do it once and they're hooked for life. Hey, oh, man, is, man. That,
0: is that how it happened for you oh, too? Oh,
2: man, yeah, definitely. And um, that's what it was. I mean, I just, I just loved it because it was a different kind of sport, nobody was doing it. And for me, um, Steve was probably one of the OGs because, you know, he lived with the Gracie's, lived in Brazil, trained under the Gracie yeah. family. Damn. You know, wow. so he yeah. was, you know, so like I always hear the story, like he told me, like he was, he had a pretty high ranked belt, went to the Gracie's and they just said to him, oh, that belt means nothing. You had to start again. <laughs> so he had to start again. Oh, yeah. his rankings and everything. And not many people, uh, especially from New Zealand, live with the Gracie's in Brazil, train under that family, you know. And so you know he's he's really talented. He knows the stuff, and um, I'd say he's probably one of the best um, ground practitioners in New Zealand, coaches yeah. or Australasia, or pretty much he's right up there.
1: You
4: know. Yeah.
2: Hey Steve, did did you ever get into competition or we just? Oh training? man, yeah, no, the, the couple of competitions, man. Uh, you know, it was always good, but always ended up with injuries. Um, if you probably ask Steve, he'll probably say I'm probably the most injury prone, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, no. I always, I always enjoyed uh, training in the jiu jitsu, and um, he's always uh, hassling me to hurry up and uh, uh, get my rankings or my belts up. But uh, probably the longest, uh, probably the longest uh, blue belt ever in history. <laughs> in <that club. laughs> yeah. So, so at that time when you're at uni, what were you studying at uni? I were you doing? Um, so I was doing sports science, sports management, and uh, accounting. Hey, so yeah.
3: um, I'm just a bit confused upon your your story that you're saying about uh, you know how you guys got caught or just you. Yeah, because um, you know us typical homeush guys are usually the fast one, the fast ones, and <laughs> we usually get away first. And yeah. when you see you got caught, I was like, "Hey, eh? what happened there? Did you trip up?" Or <laughs> I think I was with uh, I
2: think I was with the innocent boys. Oh, oh yeah, oh, you you go. Go that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I, I mean, of course, they would have just left you behind. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah,
2: probably yeah, Dan's probably right, Every time we got in trouble, man, we never got caught. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but i like that story that's a cool story how you got caught and he gave you two options man that's that's, that's, that's inspiring
0: that's that's life-changing yeah, eh? man. like yeah. that's that's awesome man like yeah. uh, it's funny because with um with the like big um explosion in popularity with um, the ufc the mma uh, what's the what's the
2: jujitsu um scene like now in new zealand oh man it's um everyone's doing it you know um You've, if you're, if you're going to be doing mixed martial arts, you need to have a, some sort of ground base, whether it be wrestling or jiu-jitsu. Wrestling's taking off, you know, um, as, you know, Polynesians were pretty talent, or, I mean, were pretty gifted in terms of the grappling aspect because of rugby and league. And, um, you know, when, um, people come down here and they see, you know, the young poly kids, you know, grapple naturally, it's because, you know, they're used to playing rugby and league and it's just a natural aspect of their, of their game. So, you know, I wish I wish it was incorporated in uh, schools a lot more. Yeah, know, like, yeah. yeah,
0: like it would have, been, like it would have been so awesome. Like if Steve had managed to get into um, schools earlier with jujitsu, because mm. like um, New Zealand's kind of late on the jiu-jitsu scene, but like over in America, that you know it's, they've been doing it for years. And, oh. But imagine if like um, in the early nineties there was that option of it being a sport There's wrestling as well, because wrestling. Awesome. Any wrestling back in the days was, uh. <laughs> it was Hulk Hogan, then, <laughs> <Yeah. and>, uh. <laughs> well, SummerSlam 89, yeah. and, uh.
3: Should Should yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, that, that, that was everyone's uh, perception of, of, of wrestling, you know? <laughs> One of my mates, he said he did the wrestling because of that. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then yeah. when he got there to put on the toilet, <laughs> hey, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. But he stayed, eh, and
1: he's yeah. <laughs> 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 Oh, yeah. He yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I remember, uh, Rocky, Rocky, um, when I was at Kelston, and he came in, he was wrestling for, uh, White Tech. And because, of, you know, Rocky is quite, like, um, he was skinny, but he was quite, mm. he was a strong. Mm. strong. I was watching him wrestling, I was going, man, this guy's going to be, might be the first guy from where he's going to go do professional wrestling or something.
2: <laughs> man. Yeah, wrestling's definitely uh, growing and he's young, man. We've got some really up-and-coming talent at the moment, and, and Steve's got some really talented young guys coming through, and he's already had a couple of young guys already world, uh, sorry, win world championships in jiu-jitsu, you know, beating the Brazilians at their own game, so mm. it's pretty good. Who's the um, top?
0: Not I know. that you're talking about Steve being one of the top uh, practitioners, but who's the top New Zealand guy at the moment? Like, is um, in going to competitions in jiu-jitsu? And all, yep, for
2: jiu-jitsu. Man, I'll who, who
0: are the big names that we should? Oh man, are uh, all, all the up and coming ones. Oh, yeah, man,
2: definitely. These are. He's got a couple of young guys: um, Carlo, Winiata, um, and Hakaraya Wilson. They come. They're from Steve Oliver, um, Zach Bennett, um, or. World champions at the moment, and all young, all you know, in their 20s. Or I think Zach's not even 20. Um, so they've all gone to the states, cleaned up, won world championships. Even the younger kids, there's a young Samoan girl in the gym as well, and she's cleaned up, she's a world champ. So yeah, there's um, New Zealand's pretty talented, but it's it's, it's kind of under the radar, you know, the mainstream sports are not picking it up. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's the same thing because uh, like there's like I checked the last time, there's like six uh, Sky Sports channels, and you'll think that um before this happening you'll think they'd still find uh, a time to, to, to kind of put this on on you because I'm watching bowls the other day I watched bowls <laughs> <laughs> and it was like uh like a short short term of it and I was like well, if they can do this why, why aren't they doing wrestling from ABA like over in Eden Terraces and all mm-hmm. that you know why can't they find enough um, time to do stuff like that you know yeah are you finding it like um now that you're dealing on, on that side are you um are you gonna uh, have you th- Thought about
2: expanding into the MMA world, or yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, for me, it's um, you know, boxing's uh, it's always been a passion, but definitely um, expanding into the whole combat scene, you know, whether it be uh, MMA, kickboxing, all the different facets of the uh, discipline. So, yeah, there's definitely um, a possibility or a future in that as well.
3: Hey, Steve, you know, um, you were training with uh, Steve, and I remember um, you used to share us your videos. Um of when guys get um initiated or Sunday and you guys have to wait through the belt. Is, is that
2: is that normal is that or is that just a thing that Steve made No, 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 it's it's actually normal, you know you oh, really line, d- so, d- yeah. So, right. uh, so basically when you uh you walk the line when uh, when you receive your belt and so everybody just um um you know, if you go from a white belt to a blue belt or another belt, whatever, you walk the line and everybody, you know, whoops you. Um
3: I just remember seeing your one you're yeah. you're like whipping like your dad used to whip me I was like just seeing the facials up like, bro this guy's going hard yeah cuz
2: uh, I think you know cuz when I when I got my belt um when I got my uh my my first whipping man you know the guys that are doing it at the time the OG guys they never held back yeah. and, and you know now you know, it's, it's you know, like how we say the millennials. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah, these hey, these this guys, your chance, mate. This these your chance to whoop these them, guys uh asking for if they can keep their jacket on. I was
1: like,
2: mate. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, when we walked the line, <laughs> man, I remember I walked the line, and there was a there was a convention. I mean, like a, a um, yeah, there was a convention, and you know, we had a big uh uh training camp. In um, you know, I got whipped, but there was almost like over a hundred people in the line.
1: Oh, <laughs>
3: Oh, watch Steve! Watch
2: Steve! Oh, ah, oh, another one. it's oh, another one. Yeah. I think All if right. you go to the other videos obviously. No, I've
3: seen the worst one.
2: Yeah, as you get to the other video, I Eric, think you're at the end of the line yeah, of the yeah. other one. <laughs> 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 so, if you go to the other one, uh, if you go up, scroll up. I think it is. Ah, uh, scroll back up. Yeah, good guy
0: So the sound's bringing back
2: some bad memories
0: Oh yeah, so. that one, yeah, that
2: one yeah. <laughs> oh, Everyone, oh, I mean, everyone, everyone <laughs> in their seat were like Oh man I was like man Yeah, you guys got to get it how we used to get it Everyone's <laughs> just getting chintzy.
3: Steve <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, So it's,
1: it's,
2: it's
0: a back and forth
2: yeah, 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 yeah. Well, this one's pretty short. Though. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I felt like someone chasing their kid down Huntmarsh. <laughs> I felt like saying afterwards, I need to do this because I love you.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, man, that's
2: awesome, man. it. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> the worst one is when the girls come on it's like, hey, you can't go gentle on the girls, man. <laughs> do you get, equality. Do you can go gentle on the girls? No, nah, it's equality, it's man.
0: Hard up, hard Hey, equality, hey. That's I what they're asking
1: for. That's right. Just yeah, Jacinda right. wanted
2: equality, so that's I'm going right. to
1: get equality.
3: That's right. Shut <laughs> <laughs> up, oh, man. Shot, man. Well, we
0: just saw that, Um, I just saw like um. I was looking at one of your photos, and um, you had a photo of um, Izzy, of uh, Arisanya. Was that um, over in uh, America? Was it that was that a recent one? I uh, uh, can't
2: remember.
0: Was the one that um, – Saudi Arabia, s- Arabia
2: think, right? Oh, yeah, that oh, was yeah. in um, Saudi Arabia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, – oh, yeah, just go back down, so, I think it is. So
0: did you just go over um, – was he over there part of the city kickboxing team as
2: well? Yeah, yeah he came over there to support. Um, you know, he's a big – I mean, the good thing about city kickboxing is that you know, all the, the whole team support each other, you know, with, wherever you are in the world. And he was, I think he flew in from uh, the States and came over to support Hemi um, on the car. And, you know, it was awesome. Got to meet, um, Lennox loss. And it was funny because I said to him, and uh, you broke my heart uh, when I was quite young. And he goes, Why well, is that? And I said, Oh, David Two is my hero. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and,
4: what, and what did he say? What, oh, what did no, say?
2: It, was, it was good, it was good little banter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just that good little uh, icebreaker. Yeah, that's,
0: oh, very. So, like, um, you know, the other, um, you, so you met him. So, who's the probably the most, um, you know, through your job now? because, sounds like it's going really well he's the most famous person you've probably met through this
2: oh man there's uh, a lot um a well, of like people that you've really wanted to meet and you've been fortunate enough to meet them oh man I think f- the, the recent trip uh just going back to Utah and just uh, catching up with family that um you know I finally got to meet that have either played in the NFL or um, you know played in uh, college football or whatever so that's for me it wasn't about being famous it's just guys that have done really well in the family that have yeah. uh, Led the pathway for for our family and our cousins and our nephews, so yeah. that was pretty awesome. Yeah.
0: you know, um, also sorry, man, to go back to city kickboxing. Um, the head trainer there is uh,
2: Eugene. Yeah, it's uh, Doug Doug Viney and uh, Eugene Berman. So they're so, both oh, they yeah. uh, they're the um they own the gym and they're business partners and both head coaches. Yeah. So Eugene, he's a whisky as well, eh? Or yeah, he's a Westie he's a, I think he's a messy boy. Messi, hi, man. Oh. Massey, hi, yeah, bro. I don't
3: know this. <laughs> So,
2: yeah. man uh, making moves, Wesday? Yeah. 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 So, and, um, and yeah, you know, so he's, and Doug's a, uh, Doug's an Avondale boy, uh, yeah. Wesley and Avondale. So,
3: what's, what's, um, Eugene's background? What
2: is, um, yeah, so he, they all come from, you know, the, um, uh, Lika lineage, you know, um, oh, yeah. under uh, Muli, yeah. um, from Lolohe Muli from Sifu Lamb, you know, so they come from that great lineage of, mm. uh, fighters, you know, and, and, um, when you think about that, that lineage, you know, you, you think about Ray Seffel, uh, Jason Vamoa, mm. um, Jason Suddy, um there's so many names, you know, the Seffel yeah. brothers, yeah, uh, yeah and uh, yeah. You know, Doug Viney, you know, Vicious Viney, Tristan, Mike Angrove, you know, it's just a massive uh, history of um, fighters that come from that lineage. And I think uh, Izzy and all these other guys now, I think they would probably be fourth generation Liga or 5th generation yeah, I can't remember But I remember Mike Was talking about it Mike and Doug.
0: And someone needs to make A documentary about that man Yeah Like because Because if you look back Like um All those old K1 um, mm. The early um, Ray Seffo fights yeah. And his brother Ronnie Seffo And all that There's And you see them They were always fighting Out of um, the ESP stadium And all yeah, that yeah. You remember the old stuff Yeah, and yeah, that? yeah. Like uh, I just hope That someone um, Out there uh, makes Because if you look at when you're talking about lineage and you see all these guys coming out, I wonder how many world titles have come out. Oh,
1: man. Like, you know, you Zealand titles, yeah.
2: King of the Rings and that. Man, that must be, you know. I think, uh, yeah, I think, um, you know, um, I think Mike Angrove said it right. Um, he did an interview on Radio Sports that, um, you know, there hasn't been much, um, um, I'd say, probably, you know, I said respect Given to these Combat sport fighters You know A lot I mean You know Because rugby is pretty Mainstream here Rugby and league And all the other sports But these guys Have been punching Above weight And winning world titles And you know And now you've got Your most recent uh, Champion um, Izzy winning The UFC So it's just just Continuing to grow But uh, I think it's time For uh New Zealand, or pretty much the the media, to start taking notice of these guys. I and mean, the, Mark Hunt's been going on for a while, you know. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's a, that's the. Um, it's funny you say that because that's. Um, you know, we've got, um, we've got the middleweight um, UFC champion of the world, and when when it comes to um, combat sports, it's only boxing then and, and UFC really. Yeah. The main, and you you never see him on um, the Herald or you know. It's always some under like um you know he's not the main um, headliner and when especially I remember um after he won the fight against uh, Rob woodakker and it, it, you you'd have to like Google it to think when you think it, it should be blasting on the radio on the, on the TV and all that and then that's the disappointing thing that like media still kind of looks like they
2: kind of yep. like look down or kind of frown yep. on that yeah, and these guys—I mean, these guys—are massive overseas. But you know, um, yeah, I mean, he, he just came
0: on—he just came on the biggest um, um, podcast in the world. He came yeah. on the Joe Rogan Experience. Yep. And if you, you know, if you come on that, you know, you, there's that the audience is is millions in, of listeners out there, man. Mm. You know, and especially
2: the stuff he was talking about, man. That was
0: a if you if you listen oh, to that,
2: yeah, man. I mean, the great thing about Izzy is that uh, you know he believes it. You know, and when you believe it and you visualize it. Anything's possible, you know, and as soon as you start doubting yourself, that's yeah. when you're going to, that's when you're, you know, you're, you're actually not doing well, when you start doubting yourself. So, so what's next with uh, Hemi? Um, you know? Yeah, so we've got um, some pretty, um, we'll probably, he'll probably be fighting again early next year. We've got a couple of uh, possible fights coming up. So we're just sitting down with the team and just looking at the logistics and which option we take first. Um, you know, mm-hmm. he could be in uh, Middle East. Yeah. In february or he could be back in the u.s in february and then march and so on and so on so
3: so so even saying that you so you all ha- always have different options to go which fighter does does You does have a say in, in
1: oh yeah yeah, yeah definitely
2: he, i he, mean he definitely, yeah we will always um i mean the main thing is we were presented to him and you yeah know, and he say just, hey this is what we've got you know we sit down as a team yeah. uh, the coaches will look at it the managers will look at it and then, you know we've all got to feel comfortable with each other you know we can't just say hey you're fighting here and this you guy know, go, yeah it's uh, yeah. you know it's 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 got to be a the you know team. a team team decision and uh, and we always bring it back to the table you know uh, with the team and that includes the fighters and the coaches and, and 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 you know the managers as well.
4: So how does the process work with um,
2: with potential fighters? I mean you know I've, I've had quite a um, I mean basically it's um, you just don't want to sign any um, any person because you know you're mm. you're giving up valuable time that you could be utilizing for um, your current um, athletes. So, so say,
4: let will say like three names come in, do you, do, you have, do you have to look at who they are? Yeah, I mean, you you got to analyze it,
2: you got to go through a, a review, review process with them. Yeah. you know. And the main thing I always ask uh, when I sit down with somebody is I say, hey, um, what do you want to achieve out of this? Um, you know, And sometimes you'll hear somebody say, I want to be a champion of the world, and then I, I say to them, okay, so what are you going to do to get there? You know, so you know, you, you know, what are you going to do to get there? What are you prepared to do to get there? Because there's a lot of sacrifices, and you know, just by saying you're going to be a champion and then not turn up to training and and not do any of the other things that you're required as, you're not going to get there. So I, I try to make it pretty black and white for them in the beginning uh, to let them know there's there's no shortcuts. Um, you know, nothing's given. You know, and you know, you really, you know, you basically gotta you gotta put in the work ethic as well.
4: And how about um. Opponents? How do, how do they come in? in? Yeah, so there's um
2: and usually are a, a matchmaker uh, from the promoters and they will provide a list of names and then we will look at those list of names and then um you know we'll say okay yeah this will be a good match and we'll go back and you know, just kind of going through like a rev- uh a, a review process with both both camps and then both agreeing to the terms. Uh, but I think now with Hemi, with um, some of the fights he's having, you know probably a few people will start to stay clear away from him. And now that there's more footage of them available online, because um, there wasn't much footage available for him, so you know people will take the fight and then find out after.
0: <laughs> but they're but they're looking up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shucks! I wish I had watched the video before I uh,
1: jumped in there. You yeah. know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's 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 definitely a, a it's a process that you go through.
3: And talk, talking about opponents um, and and the process, you know, just watching all um, other fights like David Tour and Shane Cameron, those kind of fights, and they had that. Um, you know, fights always have that beef. Yeah. You know, is it is it is that part of the process? Like, is it controlled? Because oh, yeah. I remember, I remember David Thor saying in the, in the in one of his interviews, goes, "You know, he was telling Shane Cameron, you know, there's ways, and then there's ways.'" Yeah, and it kind of felt that what I understood was that Shane Cameron just came out and just went blah, <laughs> instead of you know being controlled kind of beef with just yeah. letting him know. I don't know if that's true or not.
2: Yeah, I, I, I guess. Um what they're trying to do is they're trying to sell the fight, you know, because yeah, 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 you got to exactly. sell the fight, and um, if there's no bums on seats, then uh, you know yeah. there's no sales and there's no profit, and then you, yes. nobody gets a piece. So yeah, you have to sell it to a certain aspect, and I guess it's up to the fighter. You know, and there are some fighters that just kind of you know stay humble and yeah. do their thing and let their results speak for itself, and then there's those fighters that can sell it and back it up, you know, and people that I think that they can sell and back it up is Izzy, he's one of them, you know, Yeah, he, yeah. he, 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 talks, can, it, he, he talks it, he speaks it, he can walk it, and he can walk yeah. it, and he, and he backs him up, and he, and he you know, every, yeah. everything that he says, says that, you know, he always delivers, so, you yeah.
3: know, As uh, awesome. that comes down to you guys as well, as as well as the fighters, as um, managers as well, you guys?
2: Um, I mean, like, we, we don't really…
3: Would you would you
0: encourage? I mean, yeah, would you like that? Would you encourage the trash talk? Even if there was, would you? I, know,
2: I think with our guys, um, it's not really in there. Yeah, um, Yeah, the makeup? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah know you, you know, you being, um, <coughs> being, uh, especially with the Pacific Islanders. You yeah. know, it's it's not it's, 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 it's yeah. quite hard it's for humble. them. Yeah. yeah so you know, even with, even with him, he, um, every time he goes to the way and he's always smiling, or mm. you know, he's just you know really relaxed. And in I mean, uh, one example is when we were in Saudi Arabia, and you know that guy that he fought. You know, he was hitting heavy pads you know really flexing you know and just being you know you, just, you know the alpha male yeah hemi comes in and just you know smiles he looks smaller just shadow boxed in all his uh, media workouts whereas the other guy's hitting the bag like you know he's hitting it like a truck <laughs> and then uh everyone's like you know everyone's telling us oh man you guys are in for trouble and we're just like "Ah, oh, that's no, all right we, so we know what he relaxed, is capable yeah. of and then uh, yeah and then he showed everybody on the night yeah did you tell him me about um, your TV appearance? Did you know
0: about your background? <laughs> <laughs> can, can, can you he, tell us more? About I that? mean, um, <laughs> I'm not too sure if he, uh, Steve wants me to share this with him, but I remember I was watching um, watching TV two uh, several years ago, and I, and uh, and uh, Fresh, I think it was Fresh TV, wasn't it, uh, Steve? <laughs>
3: He's just laughing
0: he I was watching TV um, Having my bacon and eggs so the, My set se- routine I saw this guy No t-shirt on and eh? uh, Mate I've seen that chest before <laughs> I've seen it running Through the streets Of Haimash You're not you mistaking know? him For his brother no, Oh his brother. hey man So you know He made it before you know, He was on fresh TV Before his brother So You know he, he's, pa- he's paving He's paving the way for him <laughs> But uh, you know how did how did that come about, us man? Oh. How did coming on uh, national national TV of no t-shirt? Um, how did that come about, us?
1: Oh
2: man!
0: <laughs> oh sorry, wasn't was, was wasn't I supposed to share that? Uh, <laughs> everyone, everyone, for everyone, that, man. Yeah, everyone go on YouTube, uh, <laughs> look it, <laughs> telling, telling tattoos and uh tattoos. Yeah. Uh, anyways on to, uh, indulge me, man. tell me how, the, how that came about, Oh us.
2: man, because. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was just, um, I got some tattoos done by uh Tongan artist uh Carl and then uh, we're just at the studio. And then, um, I went back to get some touch ups, and then um, um, Fresh TV came in and they'll just said, Oh, well, the way they told me was, you know, we're just gonna do a little ask you a few questions. And we originally did it in the in the teddy uh, tattoo studio, and, you know, we're just, just um, standing there and had a top on everything, we just talked about it, and then. And I thought that was it. And then they already filmed it. And then I get a call later and they're like, oh, no, the, um wasn't good enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they said they wanted a reshoot. And then I was like, well, oh, with, uh, with baby dolly, <laughs>
0: sorry, sorry, man. Sorry.
1: Go ahead.
3: Okay. <laughs>
2: so we did a reshoot. And then, um, did so you do some push
3: ups before you go did. into the <laughs> be honest? Be honest, man. Did you do a couple of
1: palm I'm just curls? <laughs>
2: nine hundred The worst part was uh, when we were doing the shooting, and they're like, "Oh, take off your top," and I was like, "Hey," <laughs> <laughs> and, then they say, and I was like, "But it's uh, it's a singlet; you can see it." <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh uh, like, man, because it's so embarrassing when I watch it now. Because um, they said to like, you know, you got to pose, and I was like, "Oh man!" <laughs> and then I remember when it came on, and just. <laughs> friends, family, or, you know, just everybody just messaging and like, what the hell? <laughs> well, you know, when I was watching that, I was eating my bacon and eggs then, and I went,
0: oh, I'm going to put this
1: bacon away. <laughs> <laughs> i look like this guy. I, I shouldn't be eating bacon, mate. Raw eggs. That's what I should be eating. <laughs> Raw
0: eggs. <laughs> like Rocky, bro. Rocky
3: style. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, it's
0: paying it forward, eh? Hey, that's it. I don't know. That's all. <laughs> nah man, that was that was so cool, man. And it was funny we were talking about last like last week. So we, when we had um, Pat on, and he was talking about the first um, exhibition that he had down at the Varak. and I think that one might have been one of the last times I saw you because you were getting um, oh yeah. I think you were getting tended as as well like, as yeah, you were, yeah, um, yeah. for a piece down there. Was that yeah. was um, the same guy in yeah, yeah. the last one?
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. shucks I think we just have to wait for Pat to come on Fresh TV now. <laughs> <we>? <laughs> He's, I think he's already been on it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he probably has. He? Oh, I think he has. It was yeah. it for the um, convention. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah.
4: So um, you know, you know, Steve, like back then when you became a, a personal trainer. Oh yeah. Um, so
2: how did that how did that come about? Oh man, like, like um, I probably the Dan or John would probably tell you I mean, we always used to go, uh, do bench at their house. <laughs> Play well, pool and then, uh, it's <laughs> either playing pool and then uh, if, if you go waiting for your turn to, uh, get on the pool table, you're doing the bench press. <laughs> <laughs> so how I many of you guys would
0: usually be there, man? Oh man, it was oh, everybody on the, the whole leaves. street. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We had the we had
2: we had, our family, like the, the Tapa family, the Fipuliai family, the Vice, uh, pretty much everybody. The whole street eh? and we pretty much just come and hang in the garage and just play pool table, and then um, pretty much uh, you know you'd be lifting the bench, <laughs> putting <laughs> dumbbells,
3: in the sparring sessions. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Have a turn. Who's yeah, up next? <laughs>
2: yeah, oh, I guess just things that you do when you're growing up. Yeah, you know?
0: yeah. Were um like it's 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 cool how you said that. Like, do you look um look back at those um your your growing up years, like in much do you think that um, kind of uh, molded you? Like the little things that you picked up there, like oh. going to these guys working out, like at a, such a young age. Because
1: you know, oh,
2: yeah, man, I think uh, growing up, you know, because we were the younger ones, and we used to, used to always look up to John. You know, yeah. he, him and his crew. They were the older guys, and they were pretty much the. Well, you know, kinda of like the gatekeepers of our block <laughs> yeah, our, yeah. our neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. And so we all wanted to be like those guys and then, uh, then you know, then you had Dan and all these guys and all the other boys and so we're pretty much we had a pretty tight uh street and and that's why we you know we always had that name and we carried our street <laughs> name with us wherever we went.
1: <laughs> up, <man. laughs>
2: but uh, no, it it's good. I mean yeah, you know, just um, I think we all had similarities growing up. You know, we all our parents migrated from the islands. They wanted to provide a better life for us, and you know, they worked the long hours. And sometimes, when I look back at it, and I think, man, sometimes we were a bit um, ungrateful or selfish because you know, all the things that our parents are doing. You know, the night shift work yeah. and. Um, working the long hours and you we'll would be out mucking around you know yeah. when you should have been doing a bit better in school <laughs>
0: <laughs> No, it's, it's funny you say that like I think that's we, we've brought it up a couple of times like um like when we were growing up um, you look back at now and you think man how did they how did they manage because you know look back at if, if you look at the stats in that and like uh, it comes in that like um, I don't I do not remember Feeling like I was ever poor?
2: No, no. I mean,
0: yeah. but I, I just, I, you know, I just had a love for life, and yeah. my parents were like, they made it that way, you know. Yeah. Whatever they didn't have the money, ways, they made up with just the yeah. amount mm. of love they showed. Yeah. So, like, it's cool that you say that because that's what you know. Starling yeah. felt like that, and I know behind us, just having the boys and that too would have been, you know.
2: Yeah, I think because I mean, when I, I I still remember when we moved into the neighborhood. It was just us. And then the Fibulia is across the road and, uh, we just moved into a house, you know, our house was just built and their house was just built. And we saw them across the road and then you know, <laughs> we were little kids. And then, uh, we we're like, Oh man, there's another, there's another, there's another island family here. I
3: hung up each other. hung up each other across the road.
2: We're across the road. And then, uh, so we started throwing rocks. <laughs> then, uh, started throwing rocks and one of the rocks, uh, landed and hit, um, uh, uh younger brother of the Fibulia <laughs> and it hit him. And then, um, you know, he started crying. Then my mum heard and then she came out and she started whacking us. And she said, hey, better go and invite those boys over. And so we invited them over. and we had some washcoops. Oh, 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 oh. Hokey pokey, I yeah. remember. No. Hokey pokey oh, in the white <laughs> cup, in the white cup. I remember, man. Yeah, yeah that was the first. And then uh, that's pretty much how uh, our families became close.
0: Oh, so, so, TS boy used to come. Oh, man, that's, that's funny because that's like every other street that, like, we, we have a, that are, all the boys grow up together usually starts with a story like that eh? like, <laughs> yeah
2: the guy who was trying to talk to my sister I, <laughs> I think we were all only uh, you know primary kids you know we were yeah. pretty young yeah. and I think at um our neighborhood back then was just all orchards um mm-hmm. you know it was all farmland area and our street was yeah. just built um only a couple of houses yeah so yeah so, so was it like um
0: so were there factories in that there?
2: No, like, uh, no, nah, nah, it was just um, nah. it was just all houses and I mean it was just blank. Uh, sorry, it was just um, all land. Yeah, and orchards. Th- it was
3: still developing. Yeah, the, yeah. the houses and there, there was a lot of orchards. We've been through a lot of orchards, <laughs> been to a lot of creeks uh, in our time. Uh, yeah. I,
4: I remember but, the, the BMX track at the back. Oh, the BMX yeah. track,
3: yeah, yeah, that was a popular hangout. That one. Alan yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <Island> could, <laughs> could say, "No bikes, still go to the BMX track." <laughs> And just
4: watch the balling you guys uh, go around. So, um, Steve, you got a bit of a clientele at your crystal uh, training uh, gig you got there in uh, Lutis? Oh, no. Nah, I've, I've, I've,
2: um, <laughs> yeah, I finished up with Ludus, uh, yeah oh, a few okay. years back, but uh, no, it was, it was, it was good I enjoyed it, but uh, a lot of us boys uh, kind of moved on and kind of went on to do our own ventures, so yeah. yeah, yeah. That's me, man. Like, was, um, oh, yeah, so is is Luda still around? Or I think it's still around. Yeah, well, I think it's still around. I haven't really seen much. As, of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I've, I was there when it was uh, like all the old school boys. Like you had uh, Ruben, Waitangi, mm. um, myself. Um, yeah, that's
3: when it was massive. Yeah, it was pretty it,
2: big. It was, it was before the before the um, the trend started. You know. Yeah. But um, you know, we we left. Uh, we we kind of pretty much wanted to do our own thing and move away from it and. Yeah. We all had our own focuses, and you know, Ruben opening up his own gym, and uh, all the other boys kind of went and did their own little uh, uh, business ventures or ventures or career paths. So.
0: so you know, um, with it's you know with this big spike of all these different kind of um, fitness, I'm not, I'm not gonna say fads or like fitness trends and that. What would you compare um, um, latest in that? What were you doing? Was because it, it wasn't? It's not.
3: It was it's
2: different fit. from um, CrossFit, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it was it's more. A, um, was it like functional bodyweight training, you know, the, the emphasis or focus was on burpees and, um, you know, functional body movements, but, um, yeah, they had some weightlifting components in it, but, yeah, totally different from CrossFit. Yeah. So is that, um, that's a lot like um, F45, F45 as well? Yeah, it's it a lot similar to F45. I think um, back when we were doing it, um, you know, no disrespect to F45, it was a lot harder, you know, the, the classes or the sessions, you know, it was... It was pretty made to the point that we're just trying to break you.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um,
2: you know, it, it has its disadvantages when it when it's like that, or you know, advantages. Oh, so yeah.
3: But it had advantages like um you, you'd um what do you call it you get get um a team, uh, rugby teams in like yeah, the blues yeah. and oh, the Warriors. yeah definitely they had so. um,
2: they had a lot of teams coming through there You had the Kiwis, the Blues uh, probably didn't do any favors with the Blues. <laughs>
1: <laughs> as hard as it is to say, you know, I'm a diehard Blues fan. <laughs> oh man. Yeah.
2: Shucks, sure, I'm
0: always up against everyone on this one.
2: Uh,
3: this <laughs> podcast,
2: man. <laughs> this guy's the
3: Chiefs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've
0: mentioned it quite a few times now. <laughs> but yeah, that was. Um, I think uh, it was kind of funny because <coughs> how you said that. Because I remember when they done the review at the end of the year, and they kind of brought up um, the preseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that was the year that um, that um, the Blues had done the preseason at Lutus, and mm-hmm. they, um, I remember the media. And everyone else kind of brought up the fact that instead of doing traditional running, the mm. things they'd done most of it, and
2: um, Louis, mm. how did that affect the gym? Um, do do I you guess, think I don't know if you're still there? Or? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I was, I was definitely seeing them there. I mean, I think it was good for clientele because I was seeing, you know, I was raising the profile of the gym. You got these uh, athletes, you know, pro athletes coming in and training there. Not too sure um, in terms of how they measured it, in terms of their performance outside of that, but yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't be able to tell you how because I wasn't really involved in that side of the um, training.
0: Oh, okay. So have you thought about like um, you must be tempted when you see um, your fighters, um, hear me in that training that do you, do you jump in now and then go like I think you should be doing that because you know oh. it must be because you because that's you know that's yeah. another passion of yours. Do you feel like? Hear
2: me! I think you should be doing this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, I'll leave that to the. I'll leave that to Doug. You know, I'll leave that to the coaches. Uh, you know, I just. You know, for us, we try not to step on each other's um, roles. Yeah. You know, so you know, the coaching role purely falls on the uh, the coaches. You know, Doug specifically. Um, anything when it comes to the managerial side or you know contracts or paperwork, that, you know that comes. That's my end. And I do all that kind of checking and due diligence, and working a lot closely with uh, Junior Fars Manager Mark Adel, um, as well as JC, um, and just basically using all our contacts. But yeah, we we try we 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 don't cross over each other's paths. True professional.
0: True professional. So they stay stay in your lane, eh? Yeah, pretty much.
3: <laughs> I and saying that, I saw you taking um Hemi's gloves off, and uh, <laughs> we're just stepping in for Dago. <laughs> yeah. That's funny because. Um,
2: uh, so you can have three people in the corner, you know, yeah. so uh, it was myself and Doug and Mark and Hemi's corner, and the reason why Doug had to rush back to the back was because Junior was on straight away. Oh, right. So he had to rush so prep, back to the back, get prep. Junior yeah. prepped, and make sure he was fully warmed up and come back out, um, and so that's why, you know, myself and Mark just stayed good, in.
3: That's tight, eight That shows yeah. how tight the the, the crew was. Yes, yeah,
2: so yeah, it's, 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 it's a really, really tight crew, and, uh, you know, we, and for us, we, it's like a family, you know, like mm-hmm. a brotherhood. Um, you know, and so we we try to help each other and leverage off each other and take each other up to the top. Understood.
4: And I remember that fight; that was a quick fight. He won in the second round. Yep. And I remember watching the fight before that. And I said, "Oh no, not, he's not on yet." And then next time I looked at the screen, it was um, Junior Fa. And then <laughs> I, I fought him. His fight was afterwards So I missed it. I didn't know I missed it. And then I found out he was it was over in like two rounds. And uh, that was quick. Is yeah. that like? Um,
0: have you had any communication from the big? other big promotions like Top Rank
2: and um, and it, who's the um, Joshua's one um, Eddie Hearn yeah so um, so Eddie, uh, Eddie Hearn's uh, promotion uh, Matchroom so you got got Matchroom Top Rank Dubella and that's who we're signed with as Dubella so uh, him he signed with Dubella for the next three years
0: oh uh, so, so you um, is that how it works too so you
2: actually sign with uh, promoters as well yeah so we signed oh, with the yeah. promotion company so they yeah that promotion, that promoter has a stable of fighters. And for us, our goal is to make sure we stand out um, amongst those stable of fighters. You know, so that's why it's very important for us to go back to Utah, you know, that, that, that base there and, and build that as a second home. Because uh, we know that poly community is massive over there. Mm.
4: So how was that trip, uh, Steve? Oh, man, it was awesome. Um, what you guys get up, get up to um, oh.
2: after the fight and before the fight and stuff? Uh, before the fight, we did a lot of... Uh, a lot, a lot of uh, meet and greets, uh, meeting a lot of the uh, local um, businesses, but as well as the local um, uh, poly communities. Uh, you know, football's pretty big over there. Uh, so, you know, the boys were really welcomed, really awesome by uh, BYU in Utah. Uh, we got to spend time with uh, BYU. Um, you know, got a private tour. The boys were able to actually walk on the field, spend time on the field with the coaches and the players. Uh, we even, uh, yeah, so pretty much that BYU in Utah, they really looked after the boys, and just the whole uh, community in the in the city looked after the boys. Yeah,
0: did they? Um, did they? say did they come out in support?
2: Um, yep. Yeah, yeah, on, on on fight night as well. Yep. Uh, so yeah, definitely. Could you um, could you feel it? Like you know? Oh man, yeah. I, um, if I think if you. Yeah, I think there's one clip around floating around somewhere, but, um, yeah, man, that, that's just the, uh, the audience, you know, just their vibe. It was, it was massive. You know, it, it was like being at a rag- Tongan rugby league match, you know, <laughs> M- at
0: an MMT. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. So no, it was, it was, it was awesome. Uh, you know, we really enjoyed our time there and, uh, we really enjoyed the, um, the welcoming and getting to spend time with people there and they were really hospitable. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, we definitely want to go back and put on a big show for them next time.
0: You know when you uh go back because I saw that one you were promoting Junior and him he is like the two tong and is that how you um, are gonna pro-
2: probably do it every time? I mean yeah I mean we we if we can um but there will probably be a time when Junior and will go program. on his own path mm-hmm. because, and you want yep. yeah yeah mm-hmm. and um and because he's you know he's now nineteen and oh he's getting closer to the big fights now and so you know and that just that's just gonna happen that just makes sense that he will. Probably lead on his own path, and the same thing will happen for Hemi. Uh, Hemi's now sixteen and 0. he'll go for his own path. But you know, we'll try to keep the boys together if we can. Uh, and, and it's great because these guys always go and camp together, they train together, and uh, they always enjoy when they're training and camp together as well overseas.
0: Did yeah. you um, you know,
2: when you um, did you ever go out to Las Vegas on this trip? Uh the boys did. They were um, so Doug, uh, Hemi, and Junior were there early for Ziggy. Uh, Pisa Lely's, uh fight In the PFL On Ray Seffel's show Yep So he's another boy From uh, City Kickboxing and So they went into camp early And camped with Ziggy Over there uh, At Vegas And then after Ziggy's fight uh, Then the boys Made their way down to uh, Made their way over to Utah
0: Did they, um, did they ever touch base With um, Joseph
2: Parker Over there? Nah Nah, nah. Okay so there's Because he's under The Eddie Hearn he, Yeah he's under Eddie Hearn okay. and, um, <laughs> and you know Just different gyms Yep um, You know Probably Yeah we won't cross past because you know they're in a different gym. Yeah, a different yeah and there's a it, it's
0: some, there's a chance that you, he may be fighting um, just Park at some point. Yeah, now.
2: yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, that would be a, a, an awesome goal for Junior if if here they can in, come to an agreement in, here in New Zealand, man. Oh,
0: I don't know. If these Tong and Versamone fights. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I
2: don't
0: know, man. As good as it sounds in theory, <laughs> yeah, <I> think, <laughs> there's uh,
3: gonna be there's gonna be a lot of flags burning uh, – <laughs> <laughs> you know what happened when Samoa
2: played Tonga in, yeah, in man, the league, eh? Hey? Hey, um, o- so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. Nah, I mean, for us, you know, if we if we were to fight like a, another Polynesian or you know Samoa or Tonga, we don't want it to be that whole Samoa versus Tonga thing. Because yeah. for us, yeah, it's it's right. about um, for us it's about lifting the whole Pacific, you know, mm. coming under one banner.
0: Man, imagine that! Like all the top fighters all on one card, eh? Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Do Do you think? And um, this is. Do you think at any, like at some point, and, and, you know, um, God willing, you know, um, Hemi or, um, Junior, they make it big. Do you think there's a chance that we could actually have an outdoor fight at uh, Eden Park or something like that? Is that,
1: <laughs> like, the,
0: like legitimately, yeah, like, oh, yeah, I mean, if they, if yeah. they make it big and, and yeah. like, you know, the, the big guys come, from,
2: um, come calling like Deontay Wilder or, or Evany yeah. Joshua, is that a, is that, um, oh, have dream. you ever thought about that? Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's always a dream to come back and fight at home in front of your home crowd. Uh, especially to you know our families and our friends, and you know Auckland being a big Polynesian city, uh, you know that would be a, a great option for us. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, at present, we can't see it at the moment. Yeah. And I think the boys will be fighting a lot more overseas rather than yeah. in yeah. New Zealand because mm-hmm. it just makes. But sense like in
0: like in goal, like you know oh, yeah, at definitely. the top, like at the apex of junior and that,
2: like yeah. I mean, we'd love would yeah, we'd love to come and fight at home. I would love to come and fight at home and, yeah. and say Eden Park yeah. or whatever. Yeah.
4: I was, to, I was going to ask you, Steve, your, your point of view on the way um, Joseph Parker, he was coming up mm. and the way Hemi and the junior are coming up. From your point of view, is there like a big difference? There? Oh, man, um,
2: you know, big ups and respect to Joseph, you know, um, definitely brought New Zealand and Samoa and, you know, the Pacific Islands on the map, uh, especially, you know, being another Auckland boy, you know, it was, it was, it's, uh, it's great to see that being raised on the national, uh, international stage. And for us, you know, he's done a lot of great things for for the profile boxing in New Zealand. And you know, the boys, uh, Junior and Hemi, they're kind of just on their own path, and they just want to, you know, follow their own lead and you know, follow their own destiny and make their own pathway to the top. So, you know, full credit to Joseph and his team, you know, what they've done. And so, we kind of just want to do our own thing and just um, you know, s- quietly just grinding while competition sleeping, and you know, and just you know, head down, working hard. I think like, um, the thing that Joseph had is he had the whole backing of a
0: whole, um, network I think he yep. had Sky. Yeah. So every, that's why Sky had to keep getting yep. him out there because they had to get, yeah. like, they've put, they've invested mm-hmm. the money in him. Yeah. They've got to get you know, some kind of return. So he was pretty fortunate that they kind of, um, like, all these guys, you know, they've, they're investing all their time, like, they've got, because they've got access to, like, they've got their own um, cameras and all that stuff and that, mm. like, as, like, um, compared to you guys, we, it's just pretty much you guys
2: and... Yeah, pretty much, it's know? just us driving it, um, and the great thing about this day and age now is social media, you know, you yeah. can, uh, mm. <laughs> you can use, use social media as a, as a great platform uh, to raise uh, awareness of the fighters, but also, you know, it's, it's a free platform as well, yeah. so... Uh, yeah, so pretty much we're just trying to use it to the best of our capabilities and utilize it as much as possible. And then, um, you know, once we get those bigger, bigger fights, then, you know, then that will come with uh, more media teams behind us. Um, the great thing about us being in uh, Utah is we had a, a media team following us, and that was all just out of all the PIs. Just wanting to support, and oh, you know, that was nice. awesome, you know. So, oh, so, like from over there, we got over there, and then just all the contacts that we had over there, yeah. Uh, and then they, and they started bringing their so, you know, yeah. I'm um, just big ups to um, Doug and uh, Fine and um, Mason and Show from Kai over Te in Ita. Nice, Those boys man. were awesome, man. and then yeah. you know, they bought their whole media team and just followed the boys. and They will probably have a little uh, little documentary coming out, uh, just oh. showing their um. Just you know what we got up to in Utah, but yeah, those the support was awesome, and especially to the guys like uh, Elone Fenua and uh, Fui Vakapuna from uh, Utah. Those guys were instrumental in helping our campaign, and it's good to connect with those guys. You know, and also meeting the uh, Attorney General as well um, in uh, Utah. He was a big supporter of us. So just you know, making connections in the right places. That's awesome, man. Damn. Yeah. Yeah.
3: That's awesome, man. Cause, honestly, like, I, I can't stop smiling, man. Yeah, <laughs> hard Because, you know, when you go back there, man, you're just going to yeah. have that's probably that same media team or probably bigger. Yeah. yeah
2: and, 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 you know, all of this was that's just support. Yeah. You know, it was just, a, you know, how we call it like the, you know, the PI way you just come and support. And, yeah. and you know, we didn't ask yeah. of it, but they just wanted to do it uh, out of love for the, for the saucy, boys. Uh, so that was awesome. I and, mean, you know, now, for us, it's just um you know, just remembering all those people. and uh, for us, we always remember our day ones, mm-hmm. uh, and That's we always it, have a saying, uh, you yes. know, when we eat, everybody eats. Yeah, know? nice.
0: Is that was that a Heinrich <laughs> <home-wash> thing too? <laughs> <laughs> Is that was that they came
1: up? tonight? They I just
3: remember when when they hit you, we all jump in. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, it Was this
3: down At Henderson Square Or Did you hear about That one guy That, um, that took on 12 guys <laughs> Do you hear that one No I haven't Ah uh, he got a hiding <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah <laughs> At least and, uh, Unless he's uh, Boxing for this guy Then Yeah I I Oh, me, man. man.
2: <laughs> Henderson Square, is it? Hey, that's the that's the real school of hard knocks. <laughs> hard yeah. out, man. Oh, no. hey, uh, I think that taught me more in, uh, in life than university. <laughs> <laughs> street smarts, eh? Street, hey, street, street smarts, smart, bro. No. Life <laughs> <laughs> oh, skills. That's it, man. Oh,
0: wow, this has been awesome, man. Like, straight up. Just getting to know, like, um, hearing all this other, the other side of it, hey, you know, mm. like, um, like you kind of have, um, you hear about stuff, but not just to hear it, like, The way you've put it, and just to see you following your dreams in that, you know, awesome man. That's inspirational. You know, are you gonna write to? to Brett our manager back came up. <laughs> 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 are you, you going to thank him for all the uh,
1: business advice that <laughs> he gave he gave came,
0: he came, <laughs> well you know while, while Josh and uh, Nat were working at the um, office, the office <laughs> us, us us nightfall guys who were doing the hard yards bro <laughs> yeah, that's,
2: that's, where, that's where the real hustle was man, up, man. Yeah, so you know Yeah, the real hard work, you know, the laboring work. Yeah. (laughs) It makes you appreciate everything. Like, we, we, like, it
0: came out, eh? Like, um, like all the, um, floor stuff, they still, like, wear, uh, white shirts, white shirts, ties, and all that. That's, uh, behind the scenes, guys, all black t shirts, and, uh. (laughs) I still got my black t shirt. (laughs) 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 You know, so, so it came out, mate, that's, uh, Segregation, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Shucks. <laughs> then, then I, it's funny because when I go back to Kva now, how come it didn't look like this? With
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <We laughs> me and Steve Tupper over here, man, and Shucks riding around uh, on the hoist on oh,
2: yeah. oh, this trolley jack, oh, hitting racers. Oh man, what was that guy's name? That uh, the real short guy? Oh, Mark. 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 Yeah. What? Mark Warren, yeah, these guys are sad eh, nah, uh?
0: nah, 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 <laughs> man. That was the Henderson, you know, because he was from Liston So we were trying to stand up for the brother but these Henderson High boys bro when they you know when they get you
2: man when they
0: rib you they rib you man
2: oh man I remember one night uh, we were working night shift all the Henderson boys and all the Liston boys and uh, Mark was talking it up and he's a small guy eh? so we uh we put him in a box and we, uh, <laughs> rip the box and we push the trolley and, and it hit the shelves. And then the manager comes out and goes,
1: What the <laughs> hell are you guys doing?
2: <laughs> he looks at Mark and Mark's coming out of a little box and he starts You're ripping into Mark. <laughs> yeah, but you know, the thing is,
0: the fingers. but this is how you know, you know, how, how we do it. Listen, listen, he didn't snitch. <laughs> yeah, the man you gotta be squealing but nah man you know but I think it's cause you know um, I think me and John and all the boys were probably at the back working hard while well, these guys were <laughs> ripping my, <laughs> my up in a box of glad rap bro <laughs> yeah, and, and to Rob Luisi who we had earlier on he was uh, yeah, Rob's a good guy hey you know Rob he was one of the guys that was um he would have um, taught us not to do something like that <laughs>
1: Yeah, he's been like that
0: from day one eh? he was, he's,
2: he's been uh, dot the eyes cross the teeth <laughs> he comes out and sees all of us riding around on the pellet checks and yeah, skid marks on the floor <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and some other stuff but we went uh, we, we went down into that
1: <laughs>
0: we'll leave that in the uh chronicles <laughs> yeah. yeah if you know you know
4: <laughs> hey did you guys watch the fight on in the in the weekend
2: yeah yeah. it was a uh, man Brothers, it was a- Man, it, it looked uh, looked like Ortiz was uh, – I thought Ortiz was going to steal that. And then uh, uh, Deontay landed that uh, signature mm. punch of his.
0: So that's – you know, because um, he was uh, – like he was losing – he lost every round, eh? But it, that's amazing that like, like he can just rely on that one punch. He's
2: mm-hmm. dangerous, you know. Yeah.
0: So do you find yourself like watching more boxing
1: now?
2: Man, that's all you, I do now. That's yeah. like um, – I think it uh, – you know, Lena gets a bit annoyed because um, <laughs> I'm watching more boxing now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like uh, any free time at night, you know, because pretty much, you know, with with this job, um, you know, at the different time zones. So I'm either sending emails early in the morning or late at night, like one o'clock in the morning our time, because um, they're just waking up over in the states or Middle East or wherever. And so it's just trying to connect on their timelines. And but yeah, definitely watching a lot more uh, boxing than I used to. Um, and it's funny because you yeah, you start analysing and you start mm. sending um you know potential fighters to the team and you have a look at and you, and we we all sit down as a team and saying oh what about this guy or can we fight this guy or you know
4: you, you know when you get your potential um opponents do they send the the videos of their fights or do
2: you have to look it up yourself no we you? got to look it up ourselves oh, okay. so that's you know we we try so and find all the it might footage. not be on YouTube no or, no exactly so um you know and when himy was starting in you know, there wasn't much footage of him around mm. now they're slowly. Uh, footage of him coming available on uh-huh. YouTube and everything. So, yeah, I mean, that's a good thing about YouTube. You can uh, look up any fight mm. and uh, find your, your potential opponents and just study them and the, and the coaches and the team will analyse it. Is
4: video critical? No. Say if a fighter offers you know, a fight but there's no footage of him anyway, you will say like, no, no, no.
2: Oh, I mean, you know, it, it comes down to the, to the whole team and, you know, we'll look at the risks, you know, mm-hmm. whether the pros outweigh the cons, um, you know, and, and with our fighters 100% and the coaches are agree and they green, green light it and everybody are green, green lights then we'll go with it. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it just comes down to the whole team and how we review the, the footage and the tape. Mm.
0: There's probably some guy that learned the hard way that, like, you know, because he didn't have any stuff online and then his team probably went, Oh, we've seen a few videos now that this guys. Uh, you know, yeah, I think pushover. Yeah, so
2: that Saudi Arabia fight was probably a perfect example. You know, Ali Kaiden, Um, You know, they they named him Iron Ali because he hasn't been knocked out, but he's knocked out all of his opponents. And he he fell into Hemi's trap, and you know, Hemi loves that inside game. Yeah. Um, and so that guy Ali just pretty much stayed on the inside, and and he just fell right into the trap, and you know, um, and Hemi pretty much just uh, did his game on him.
0: We we're talking about media. Sorry, man, to take it back.
2: Um, is he uh, getting a bit of traction in the local uh, media in that? Yeah, it's, um, he's slowly he's slowly getting some uh, traction. I mean, he hasn't had too much. Uh, we're not really focused on the yeah. local yeah. media. Mm-hmm. I mean, for us, it's just making sure that um, you know he's ticking all the boxes. Uh, you know, the results are coming along. Um, you know, the local media will jump on when they jump on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they've been pretty slow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. at this point, but you know, we're not, we don't, I mean, like, I'm not really focused on the local yeah. media. Um, so there hasn't been a definitive
4: interview of him yet, as No, yet. no, there hasn't.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think the only people that has interviewed him is the, uh, you know, the, the polymedia groups, you know, yeah, like yeah, the newer fans, yeah. 531 PO Oh, and, nice. So, you know, we, we, we give up. We look up, after so each guys, other, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you know, yeah. uh, especially Brian, uh, Singala from, uh, 531. Yeah. He's been awesome. Um, Mont, uh, from, um, um, New, f- uh, New FM New FM, yeah, yeah, yeah they've yeah, been yeah, awesome yeah. so you know all those boys are uh, a big uh, big support base for you know especially Pacific Island athletes so you know we we try to give time to those guys as well because they've been um, big very supportive of the boys is there um, I think another question me um, and Cameron are dying to ask is
0: um, will you be signing Danny at some point um, to, <laughs> 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 just to carry yeah. ca- Danny just to go
2: find the, um, so, yeah. the that bucket of ice <laughs>
0: What was, you mean, man. Hey, <laughs> that's the guy that
2: mice in the he was nice. Oh man, Jenny. Uh, man, this guy was a brawler. Man, this guy was a brawler back in the day. Nah, nah, man. I think. Uh, I think all the Fipulia boys are brawlers. You know. Um,
1: yeah.
2: I think the you know the one that you had to watch out was Tiai. You know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, uh, that no. guy was the psycho. man. <laughs> oh
2: man,
0: that's a that's a. Like we've had the the cool thing about this platform about having people that we know it's just. Past the prison, people come on. they just seeing their um their stories. They eh,
2: mm. like, you know, just seeing where they come from and just hearing your story, man. shucks Yeah, it's, damn. Uh, mm. I, I still pinch myself because, um, especially going to the Middle East and Saudi Arabia, I never nah. imagined. Uh, I think the only thing I saw Saudi Arabia growing up is watching Aladdin. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, I can't believe I'm in <laughs> yeah. Saudi Arabia, and that and was an awesome experience. Um, and yeah. you know, the people were awesome for us. Uh, they're really hospitable. Um, it's definitely not what we expected. You know, we were expecting a lot of different things from what we've well, seen and heard in the media. Well, uh, riding on a camel yeah. uh, to the final scene.
3: <laughs> you guys are fighting outside.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, like there's old ropes see in uh, yeah. <laughs> the sand.
2: Uh, yeah, man. Uh, no, it was, yeah, it, was, yeah, it was a big eye-opener for us and, um, and those guys, uh, man, they're ballers, man. You yeah, know? you can oh, tell, man. <coughs> you can yeah. tell watching their yeah. fight. Yeah they're, yeah. yeah, they're real ballers. And yeah. like, I think they're the OG ballers of the, the Middle East. Yeah. you got Dubai and uh, yeah. Emirates. I mean, I'm sorry. Um, the UAE. You know, UAE and all yeah, that. Yeah. But uh, the original ballers are the Saudis. <laughs> yeah. You know? And uh, you know, just being, going into some of the, the venues there, just like in palaces, you know. Like, uh, I think we went into one of the, um, uh, when we had the press release in, I think the wall Was all gold <laughs> and the, I the, and the, the ceiling no, 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 And, then then and... I, We had a look And I was looking for Hemi And uh, I saw him over there With a little butter knife And I think he was trying To <laughs> put it, some gold in his teeth <laughs> <laughs> He was trying to bite. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, uh, I, we I think we were just testing And was like Oh man Is this wall real? <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man Imagine uh, all the tongues went there They'd be like Oh <laughs>
1: I think uh, a whole (laughs) record (laughs) too. Oh man! Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, we we loved it in uh, we loved it in Saudi, uh, especially myself and Doug and Hemi. um, You know, I think they just kind of thought we were locals or something because you know, just by looking at our color and our skin complexion, they couldn't really tell what we what we were until they heard our accent. And you know, they just um, opened us up. um, Sorry, uh, let us in with welcoming arms. Oh
0: damn. Did you have to wear the um traditional
2: No, it's um I mean it's it's not expected. You can yeah. if you want to, but uh yeah, the boys bought some. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yes. I think oh, it's cool. on um Doug's page, you know, that we went into one of the uh the local tailors and got the boys tailored up and yeah. and, and uh, I think the locals really loved it with uh, Doug and Hemi dressing up in the you know the traditional attire. So Yeah, yeah cool. you know, it's like, you know, whenever whatever country you go to, you respect the culture. Yeah. So, you know. So yeah, when in Rome. <laughs>
4: Yeah, Steve, I remember, like, ages ago, you posted up on our chat photo of um Walder. So the, so you, you got to meet him?
2: Yep. Oh, no. I'm oh, oh, yeah, yeah no. Uh, Doug, here, Doug and Junior. So uh, Doug and Jun- Junior does a lot of his camp with Walder. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so he camps. Yeah. Um, every time uh, Walder has a fight, Junior tends to go in and full camp. And I know that uh, Junior's off to camp soon with Walder. Because uh, he's fighting uh, Fury again, eh? Yeah, so, um, yeah, he's, uh, he's off on Boxing Day.
1: Damn. He's going in, I
2: think he's doing a full camp over there. I um, yeah. hope Mike doesn't mind me releasing that. But, uh, oh. But it should be. Okay. Yeah, no. But no he's, he, it, it's going to be public. But um, yeah, he's going into full camp with Wilder. And I think, yeah, at least in Boxing Day, and I think he'll be there for the full, full camp.
0: Because uh, my mate Henry from Wick, hence he's a Wilder fan hard out. And I was kind of like on the fence. Because, you know, I was kind of on the um, Anthony Joshua train uh, bus for a little bit. But then after just watching Wilder and then hearing Wilder's story, like when you hear his backstory. How he got into boxing, you know, and yeah. he didn't even box until he was 19 or something, yeah. yeah. Eh? And it was because of his daughter or his something. His daughter, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when I heard that, I went, oh, okay, then. So, uh, so I'm so hopping cool. off the 135. i five I'll get on to the, uh, what was your bus? Uh, what's the Brisbane
2: McLaren oh, bus there? One, 115, one, was one it?
0: 154. Uh, 154, <laughs> one
2: <five four, laughs> mate. 154. <five> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think uh, we need to pay for our bus race. <laughs> <laughs> we had to, to four dollar bus about and then you throw it out the window and then else it and came back in the bus. It's hustle, eh? That's where you learn how to hustle, eh? Man, I, and I think that's, you know, I think uh, Dan and John will probably tell you that, you know, we had to hustle growing up, you know, even though our parents gave us whatever they could and it was a lot for us, you know, and, you know we didn't grow hungry or anything like that, you know, whatever they made available we were appreciative of it, but we all still hustled on the side <laughs> and uh man just some of the things that we got up to and you know, I think that's where I learned to hustle and grind you know like if you wanted something you had to go and hustle and get it yeah but, yeah nice it's I think uh it's probably it's why we had it. so many different bikes that we never <laughs> bought <Yeah. laughs>
0: well, the I, I just remember when uh, Rob um took uh he turned up to school and he had all these Mossimo t-shirts <laughs> <laughs> and some cons, yeah, and cons doing some flash cons I was like this <laughs> And then I heard about something that happened at Henderson Square. I went, oh, yeah. I'm going to put this uh, put two and two together now. And everyone in Home marsh has got all the keys. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're not going to reveal too much because, uh, <laughs> yeah,
2: I think, yeah, especially when you grew up and for us, you know, you, you know, pocket money didn't exist. You yeah, know? Yeah, uh, yeah. And your parents are like, man, what pocket money? You yeah. know, yeah. so you had to go and, um, uh, you know, earn your own pocket money, whether it be, uh, Hustling or
3: wiring games, wiring for games, you can't give me <laughs> <Yeah>. a dollar. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> you wire all the spicy games, and you say, You know, yeah, Yo, I'll give you some free games, I'll wire you, give, t- give me a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> but I, See, I just remember, you know, growing up, and um, we had this theory just up the road from us, it was called Ashes Superette, yeah. And that was the first time we'd seen Indian girls with green eyes, eh? oh, yeah, that's <laughs> And we we're like, Whoa, this? Yeah, yeah. man, these ink have got green eyes and hazel eyes, and uh. <laughs> But they had a crush on Tia. Yeah, yeah. I, hear,
1: I remember <laughs> that, <I> man. <remember. laughs> used to always get bad. free biscuits. Yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 Thank you, Ash. Thanks,
0: Ash. Man, is hooking his all up, man. Firstly, it was his tears and <laughs> now it was his looks,
1: man.
2: Yeah. Because, you know, when we were growing up, you know, you had that long black hair, you yeah. know? But he had that long straight black hair. Was, <laughs> most of the police had that long curly hair Yeah, tell you tell he was uh, he was a bit of a hit with the ladies <laughs> Oh man. So
4: um Steve, so so what's your um routine for the week then?
2: Oh it's just um basically uh, we'll just look at uh, potential campaigns coming up. Our goal at the moment is pretty much we're just sitting down and looking at um potential fights and um going back to the promoter. With options um you know we want to go back to utah you know for, uh, we we believe we can do a bigger show there next time um and you know we've got buy-in now from the the local government the big all the big names and athletes um
4: but, because i saw a photo on your instagram you're at some is it the politician oh me- no, me- yeah, yeah. yeah attorney general yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah he's the uh attorney general of utah so you know he's the he's the big guy that he's pretty much the big dog there and it was, it was also awesome experience for us to go and meet him and um have him allow us to come and uh, be accepted into the office and the building is pretty much like the white house they from what we were told they replicated the whole building on the white house when they built it so it was massive you know going and it, you know felt really um humbling for the boys as well you know you know we all come from uh you know from where we've come from and you know and it was awesome for seeing Hemi and junior really excited to be uh, put on that platform so you know uh, it was a great experience and great to meet the uh, attorney general and some of the great things they're doing in Utah and having their uh, full support.
0: Yeah, the crazy thing is like um, all the all the work that you're putting in now, and it sounds like he's really making headways. It's it's, it's not going to be crazy to think that these guys are going to be bigger in America than they're going to be here in New Zealand. Yeah, you know what I mean, I,
2: I think that I think that's what we're seeing at the moment because um, you know a lot of people are starting to jump on, especially you know Pacific Island community in the states. Um, and you know one thing they told us that they've been waiting for. Um, PI boxing to come back to the US and particularly in Utah because they said boxing has been vacant there for a very long time and used to be quite big there and all the people I was talking to you know they said that you know that the last time there was a big boxing event there was tour and you know and they said that they've been waiting for something to come back and you know mm-hmm. seeing all my cousins and them showing me all their photos uh, being at tour's last fight in Utah and they said that was massive and it kind of died out and so we want to try and revive that uh back in Utah and you know, and obviously all the other states will come on board.
0: So uh Hawaii uh <laughs> 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 we were talking about Hawaii um um
4: compared oh, with magic. Comparing, you know,
0: comparing <laughs> the Hawaii stories uh, <laughs> you know, yeah.
4: it's, it's magic. You know
0: it's magic. <laughs> but so Hawaii must you know, because <laughs> Just like
2: you're saying, oh, yeah, Utah, man. Hawaii, like they kind of like run parallel too, you know. Oh yeah, it's, there I must mean, be another big. Um, I mean, we I'm, we met so many people there that flew in from different states just for the fight, and I met a couple of um, Tongans and Islanders, and you know they were all like, "Oh man, I flew in, I flew in from San Diego, I flew in from LA," and I said, "Oh man, why is that?" And they said, "You know, when these are they're like uh, when there's a Pacific Islander that's fighting on the world stage, they all come, you know, because for them it's like you know supporting." It feels like it's close to home for them You know, you got a Pacific Islander So yeah. that was awesome You know, we don't really see much of that mm. And then uh, the one thing that we noticed in Utah Is that um, the network So when everyone networks to help everybody uh, So, you know, if you're in a high position uh, If you're someone in, that's quite high in sports Or government or pol- politics You know, they all network to help to help each other So, you know, it's one thing that we found Really awesome over there
0: No, I was just saying in Hawaii because like is that um, maybe somewhere that you've thought about um, staging a fight there? Because those, oh yeah, I mean, anyway. like, yeah, just let us know so we can um, <laughs> have a back of the one three five podcast, and, we, <laughs> and if we need a reason to get over there, man. That would be perfect for
2: it, man. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever thought about um, like p- besides Utah? What are the other? Um, man, you know, it's always been a goal to fight in um, New York, you know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Madison Square Garden, yeah. All those places, and you know, you know yeah. it, it's a dream for the boys to just be on the world stage. You know, MGM in Vegas or anywhere in New York. So you know, it's it's awesome that we're getting to travel and see the world and um, sharing these experiences with all the guys. And you know, and when hearing the boys like Hemi saying, you know, just a South Auckland boy, now he's getting to uh, you know see the world is, is really awesome. Man, I made it to Saudi Arabia. Man. man, Saudi Arabia was awesome. Man, we loved
0: yeah. it. So, so as um, England. Um Oh yeah, because you know England at the moment is a hotbed for boxing, man. Yeah, it
2: is. I mean, uh, you know Eddie Hearn, he's uh, he's done amazing for box. He's done amazing things for boxing. He's pretty much uh, you know helped revive the sport. Uh, from, you know, just my perspective. You know, he he, has, it's exciting. Has, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it kind of went a bit quiet uh, the last few years, but now you you know the heavyweight divisions really opened up, and, and I, f- I think it's really more uh, really exciting now. You've got Eddie Hearn driving it from the UK and then you've got all the other guys from the US driving it as well and now you've got the Saudis in the Middle East you know and these guys are mm. these guys are big ballers man they're serious they're chucking some big cash you know and yeah. that's why um, AJ and Ruiz are going to Saudi Arabia yeah, it's like mate, yeah. you know it just makes sense
0: did you see the Ruiz uh, result coming? did you think that was oh
2: man I picked it yeah, yeah. I, I picked yeah, it and nice. I, um, I, put, I put some money on it and I,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I had a good return and it's uh, yeah, yeah. funny because uh, myself and uh, Doug and uh, Doug you know ckb coach and jc uh business panel were all talking about it and then i said look um you know ruiz has got fast hands man you know typical mexican comes forward fast combinations and if you watch all of ruiz's fights you know he's got speed and he's got power so i said look you know i'm putting money on ruiz and you know jc you know he was like talking it down because oh, i making a big mistake and doug was going to follow my lead and I, and he's like, okay, I will listen to JC, I And mean, man, when we when he won, you know, man, I was so excited. And it was a good day in the bank account. <laughs> yeah. <Good day. laughs> Damn. Was a, yeah, good, good gods Because uh, that yeah,
0: they must have been like no one yeah. saw the care coming.
2: No. And, it, and
0: what was the, what round was it? Was it this, was quite? What, was it halfway through the it, yeah. Towards the end a of little, the, fight? I think it was some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and no one would like. Do you think he just got caught off guard or just took
2: him? him? Man, you know, just my personal view, he just looked, he just didn't look like he wasn't ready for Ruiz and didn't expect it. Ruiz had nothing to lose, you know? Yeah. That's the worst kind of fist in the fight, eh? Nothing to lose. And if you watch the fight again, you'll see AJ, he looked a bit confused, asking his corner for advice, you know, and um, there seemed to be a lot of confusion with him. When he went to the corner, you know, you could see that he gave up. You know, and normally when you look at the ref, you don't give a response or you don't put your hands up. You've given up, or if you look to the ground, sometimes the ref will come into the, um, the rooms before the fight and they'll say to you, "If you don't want to give up and you don't want to look like you gave up, you just you give up. You just look to the ground or don't put your hands up, and the ref will stop it." and Damn, um, I, didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, so yeah, uh, and usually, uh, you know, some really good refs will come and tell yes, you in would. the corner. They'll mm. say that you to, They'll take the heat off you, yeah. and they'll just call the fight and. Make sure that, you know, you don't look bad. And you say face
0: Yeah, and you save face in. Eh? Yeah, and,
2: yeah. You, face and then, you know, yeah. the ref will tell you, I'll give you a signal. And if you want to give up, you look to the ground. Yeah. Um, you don't put your gloves up. Don't put your hands up. Or, you know, or you spit your mouth guard out or whatever. You give them that signal and then the ref will call it off.
0: Wow.
4: Oh, oh damn. Oh, that's good, man. I want to be looking for every fight I Yeah, do. I know.
0: <laughs> keep, you, keep your eyes up, bro. Keep your eyes up.
4: Has there been a lot of that kind of stuff happening? Like for you, like for us, like we've grown up watching boxing. But yeah. then… Oh man! You see the inside Yeah And is there any Little things like that That make you think Oh is that why why Oh yeah man Is that why
2: You know like I remember one of the fights uh, One of the refs came into the corner And he just said You know He said the exact same thing You know If you If if you If you give up Or if you get knocked down Or if you don't want to continue You just look to the ground And then that's your signal That I will stop the fight And then I was like Oh wow So you know Mm, It just You know The the fighter saves face Mm. And the ref takes the heat
0: yeah,
1: a lot of respect uh, there, it's and and and,
2: and it just saves them from taking any more damage as
0: well, yeah. eh? It's yeah. uh, just them looking for the well-being of the fighter as well. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's right. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, it is. It is, it is. I mean, this last uh, twelve months, I've, I've definitely a lot learned a lot. Uh, there's still a lot more to learn, yeah. uh, mm. but for me, it's just uh, improving and making sure that I can give the best to my team and uh, help them, uh, you know, reach their goals. So I've got to make sure I stay sharp and uh, you know stay on board. I stay on top of my game as well.
4: In terms of on to um, management, have you guys looked to the future? What, how, where you want to grow the the company? You and, you and JC.
2: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> at the moment, you know, we just want to continue what we're doing at the moment, providing that pathway uh, for uh, athletes uh, from New Zealand or locally or abroad or on the Pacific, and just providing them that platform, but a uh, a platform where they know that you know we can support them, provide them that uh, athlete welfare, and also help them invest and look also look to the future as well because you know you gotta look at uh, life after boxing and you know what they've done in that in that period to uh set themselves up and their families you know so you know it's 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 really important that you can help provide that financial advice and that guidance along the way as well but also uh, you know help them steer them away from uh, all the all the distractions all the (laughs) the things they shouldn't be doing like a tommy gunn <laughs> from, uh, from Rocky Five, man. <laughs> <laughs> You know,
0: just show them Rocky Five and tell them this is what can happen. <laughs> Stay no, away.
2: I, I think I, I better show them, like, over the top. You know, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody hey. meets you halfway. <laughs> man.
0: Hey, that's the second time this week, man, that come <laughs> up, bro. That we need to do that,
2: man. Yeah, <laughs> man. I think, uh, you know, a lo- lot of good life uh, and <laughs> watching those movies. <laughs> no, hey,
1: we it's said that, man. No, no, one,
2: no one meets you halfway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, if he didn't go back and and wrestle him again, you know he wouldn't have known. <laughs> oh, that's me, man. That's awesome. Yeah,
2: so, it's good Does to you, see the uh, the big here. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> Does you want to share any of your home stories? <laughs> oh nah, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> Justine,
1: Justine. <laughs> no. Nah, no uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. sir. <laughs>
2: Nah, it's good uh, It's some really good uh childhood memories of uh these boys Zane, so. and some good lifelong lessons as well. So <laughs> I just You're can't believe you were never around. You were
1: never around. I
2: think <laughs> in the always later always stages bullied. yeah. yeah. Bullied, but... do, you remember, do
3: you remember that one day that um Philly and T came home in a police car? <laughs> 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 so, shit, that was, I remember that day because because got a hiding and I could hear Philly getting the hiding from across the road. <laughs> and I'm sure you could hear Tiai from getting the hiding from anyone else.
1: <laughs> Oh man! <laughs>
2: Some of the things that we did uh, growing up, hey, that so uh, made us better. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, <adults>. that's right. <laughs> we uh, love you. We love you, son. <laughs> yeah. Like you said before, we do this because we love you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's and not at this point in time. <laughs> I think the worst part is uh, I remember because um, we had a playground on our street, and uh, you know we used to all go play on that playground or. Play Bull Rush or whatever. And, uh, I remember some of the girls came from the other streets you know, watching us playing Bull Rush. And I think, um, I was supposed to go home because we were supposed to go to, like church choir practice or something. And my parents must have been like waiting for ages about, you know, you know, the typical kids, you know, you want to show off in front of the girls from the local neighborhood. And then you know, next thing you know, you're getting a smack at the park.
1: And, but
2: you don't want to cry because these girls here so you're holding the tears
3: It's making it worse eh? It's making it worse It's making it worse it's it's still worse. getting even more It's worse. Yes. getting harder is oh, yeah, the, the tough guy
2: <laughs> and, But you know It's, it's uh, Man I didn't care about the beating but It was the shame In front of the girls <laughs> And going back to school
1: <laughs> The next day
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got not remember of the girl <laughs> What school? Bruce <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. McClary or, or Yeah oh. <laughs> Man, that, yeah, those are the man. Those days that was just like yeah. <laughs> that's the way to that's the way to seal it up there, man. Uh, we were we were some we were naughty kids, man. Man, I remember. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, you know, we just moved into our house and we decided to play hide-and-go-seek in my ceiling, <laughs> my parents' new house. That's true. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, we're all playing upstairs in the, you know, we're all playing in the ceiling, running around on the boards. And then we, I think the house was only like a month old. And we all come downstairs, we, we all climb out of the ceiling and next thing you know, there's cracks and all that. <laughs>
1: the jam cracks on the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> on
2: the ceiling. So we're like, oh man. So everybody's like, everybody go home. And then uh, me and my brothers are like, Okay let's just go to sleep uh, Just go to sleep Put the blankets <laughs> on now But it's like 3 o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> Sweaty <Sweetie. laughs> And parents come home And like What the <laughs> hell You know, had a whole Brand new house And these cracks All over the ceiling <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh man ah, Good times Those good, good times man. Man. <laughs> Those <are really> cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I do this because I love you <laughs> That must be the tagline
3: yeah. <laughs> we'll try. Um, I think you, you're going to try and get Philly too. Or we, We've been trying to get Philly on eh You see the outcome come if you have donuts
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> The Rory Donuts or <laughs> <laughs> donuts. I heard about
4: that, that um, Donut or something do, D-O-E yeah. Dash N-U-T Have
0: you heard that? Yeah, I, I, is it the two the two women that are like got their business or something? Yeah, going? in yeah, Australia. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
0: Oh, I'm not too sure in Australia. Yeah. Well, if you get a, sh- um, what well, they need
4: obvious here is pies. Any New Zealand style pies? Real, right real there. pies. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Well, well, if you're in Brisbane, Pat Murray will probably know how. <laughs> 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 You'll probably have the hook up for those kind of places. Uh,
2: <laughs> that guy's there. Uh, he's a he's a, he's a good tour guide over
0: there. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Especially the nightlife as well. <laughs> uh, man, uh, nice no, it's just been awesome uh, coming coming in, just catching up with all the boys, especially all the boys from the neighbourhood and <laughs> boys you grow up with. And uh, just uh, that's a great platform. And uh, it's awesome to see that uh, getting everybody on board and just sharing your stories. So, now uh, big ups, boys. Oh
0: man, just um. Just thank you for coming, man. Like yeah, um, man. Honestly, like, we, we say it all the time, and it's funny because, like, uh, my cousins um, over in Australia, they always make fun of me, sound like, you sound like your fanboy and all that, like, but it's just that when everyone that we've, like, we, everyone that we bring on, it's for a purpose, and every time someone comes on, we're always learning something new, man, mm-hmm. and I think, like, tonight's one, we had Yashon, like, but, man, just hearing from that side, like, the stuff that we've always wanted to know about, and especially... See in your journey as well, man. It's just been just so good to see that um, from our um, from our mm. black t-shirts in Kmart <laughs> you, to uh, wearing black t-shirts in Saudi Arabia. You know, yeah. uh, man, we just like we're just proud of you, man. That's good on you, man. Keep it going, and you yeah. know, um, you know, Eden Park, Open Stadium fight. You're you are calling know? it?
3: Calling yeah, it? You're calling what it, year, man. man? What year? What year? Ooh, it's, it's, it's
0: 2020, uh, probably twenty twenty two. When uh, oh. He's made pretty, made, made pretty some recent. big made some big moves, man. Like, <laughs> hey, man, you know the the way he's great, man. He's for, he's, he's fought like six fights in, a, in one year, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's gonna he's gonna get a, someone's attention, man, and he's gonna time. have a whole nation. He's he, he's not gonna have just New Zealand or Tonga. He's gonna have the whole South Pacific behind him because, like, you know, even Stephen, he was saying that he was a tour fan. It's you know, it's because he's re- not representing just us. He's representing the brown people or all the he's representing all the. Pacific Island, there's all the um, people that came from Samoa, mm. came from Tonga, and to make a better life, and, and tour and that, um, mm. started it, and hopefully, man, they also, Hemi or junior, you know, they, they 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 make that big leap, man. Mm. so exciting, exciting times, man. Especially for someone, uh, <coughs> not someone, sorry, except, especially for Pacific Island um, boxing and mm.
2: um, combat sports as well, man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's um, you know, some pretty good. Uh, boxers coming up, um, not just in Tonga, but some You know, you got um, Joel Pataia from Australia, yeah. um, Pat Mailata. You know, he's a new guy coming up from New Zealand. Uh, obviously, Joseph Parker. You got Hemi Ahio uh, Junior Far. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, you know Pacific Island boxers coming through the scene now, and it's good to see that uh, boxing's uh, alive and well again. Um, and it's awesome to see. So you know, it's it's great. Uh, you know, but you know all the PIs in Australia, New Zealand, and you know, got the people in uh, the US. So, you know, it's really good to see. And you know, for us, it's um, it's not about Tonga or Samoa it's or a, no, whatever. It's it's it's, it's, it's you know for us, it's representing the whole Pacific. Yeah. Mm.
0: Don't, don't, don't look down. <laughs> don't look down, mate. Don't look down. <laughs> give <giving laughs> up. <laughs> don't give up. Keep, keep, keep. Look at me.
4: Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. you know, I was, You're right about about learning there because I remember. You know, before we had Pat on that other episode, like... I now have a big appreciation for for Pacific Tattoos now. I wasn't really into it. But after that episode with Pat, like, man, it's really changed my... Uh also, yeah. oh, so we're so, um, we gonna not, we, not not have have a, have a yeah. live uh, tattoo <laughs> podcast <laughs> on the podcast. Steve,
0: the first. Well, well, Steve can show you how you can end up on TV by getting a tattoo.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, never again.
3: <laughs> you know the
0: internet, bro. Never, nothing ever uh, disappears, bro. In, you're in, you locked in for life. You know, we're, we're taking that video on the <laughs> social media. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but you know it's, it's, it's the same thing with having Steve here. You know yeah. now I've got more of appreciation it, of what he does, yeah, and uh, and his fighters, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ever, ever before. So yeah. it's, it's it's been really good. It's been real educational.
0: Well, you're you're a trailblazer, bro. You know you're 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 um you're sending uh, like you're sending up the other people, other islanders, um how how you should run stuff,
2: eh? Mm. You know, so that's awesome, also. Yeah, and it's you know it's a great journey, and uh, for me it's like uh, you just try and provide a platform and you want the, the next person to do it better you know mm-hmm. learn yeah. from my mistakes or execute it better so it's just trying to keep improving and keep paying it forward uh, it's a big thing for us is to pay it forward for for everybody else
4: and what i've learned tonight and uh, steve like am i right to say that that fork in the road in your for your career was that time when you got caught at steve's gym yeah uh, oh that man I was reckon. That, like yeah he gave you two choices That's it. Yeah. and you chose the choice that you chose back
2: then led you to where you are right now oh yeah man he's been instrumental you know he's, he's been a big mentor to me um uh, growing up and still is a big mentor to me and you know, I, I still call him like my big brother um and you know like we, we still talk regularly and um you know we chat and stuff like that and yeah if it wasn't for him um you know for him getting me on that pathway of training and fitness and into martial arts you know I don't know where, where I'd be now, but uh, yeah, he's definitely a big influence in my life. And uh, I, I owe him a lot. And, uh, you know, he's, he's not more than I can't say enough of him. So, yeah, big respect to him. Nice.
3: Yeah, that's an awesome story, man. I love that story. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, cool. I'm it's telling cool. you, man, they made a movie about it. He
0: <laughs> <laughs> went to the Kimeter,
4: yeah. <laughs> Hey, Dad. That- that's been a re- recurring theme last three episodes. That's uh, right. Having a mentor. Yeah,
1: having a mentor, man. <laughs> yeah. We heard and Pat's the, mentor. Yeah. We
4: heard Yasha's mentor. Yeah, and we heard Steve's mentor. Yeah, he yeah. It's like gotta have a mentor, guys. Yeah, I think that's the thingy. Eh?
2: Oh, yeah. that's important because yeah. uh, yeah. you know you you've got to have somebody that you can uh, bounce ideas off and uh, pretty much steer you on the right path. Mm-hmm. And, and someone to just tell you straight. Yeah, you know, you need know, yeah. a straight shooter. And and you know he's a he's a great mentor. And you know I've got a couple other guys that I look up to. You know. Uh, Doug Viney's is one of them, you know. He's a he's another straight shooter, you know, and he's an awesome guy that you know he'll tell you straight, um, you know. Yeah, just people like that, you know. You got to keep those kind of people around you. And another one of our big mentors is uh, Ruben Wiki, you know. He's a mm. close close friend of mine and um, another big brother. And, and you know, Nick and it's always great because I, I chat to him and a couple of my other boys um, daily, or well, pretty much every morning. And that's uh, uh, Biola. And Ruben and other boy Peach and you know we always chat every morning just see how we're doing and check in with each other and pretty much just you know seeing what you know what we can bounce off of each other. So and that's where that saying came from. You know, keep it small, keep it tight, keep it real. Because uh, mm. we always keep it tight, but we keep it real with each other.
0: Yeah,
2: and that network.
0: Like even like these are lessons that like um hopefully people listening. like That's how. We, we, like we should be um, doing, like just checking in on your friends, eh, mm. and, then, and mm. just seeing where they're at. Because you know, um, we were talking earlier, and I'm sorry to take it there, but like the last time you said you saw Danny was down in um, in Wellington, mm, yeah, um, for right.
3: um, Paul's po- Po's, um, post funeral, yeah, yeah. Po's and 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 Po's just bringing it up,
0: like
2: just us as um, brothers, just keeping each other. Yeah. Mm. I kind
0: well, of want just, um, just checking in on each other yeah, every yeah. now
2: and then, you know? And I think that's pretty good. When, you know, We have these chats with all the boys. Yeah. You know, we can, uh, you know, it's always good for banter, you know, see how mm. everyone's doing, but also just to see, you know, if oh, everyone's all right. Everyone's good. Mm. Um, and that's why it's really good, you know, and, and I do that every day with, uh, you know, Rubes and Buell and that. We always check in every day. And, <laughs> and with all the other chats, you know, with mm. all the boys, we just, you know, yeah. pretty much just. Keep everyone, you know, yeah. keep everyone making sure that they're all above board. That's, that's taught me
3: a lesson, um. That what, what Steve was saying, you know, of because like, man, he was the yeah. last person you, yeah. would, And that's, that's all, it's just a good lesson for me, man. You just never know who, yeah.
2: Or, you know, I'll check in with you, yeah, you know, yeah. Everyone, anyone,
3: yeah. but man, it was massive.
2: Yeah, so it was, and I think we were to- talking earlier, uh, Ice and Kim. We were just talking about uh, Poosie's funeral in. Uh, it was really upsetting, you know, for all of us, and, and Dan, will, Dan could mm. tell you as well, that, you know, for all of us, we never expected uh, Poos to go down that route, and, um, you know, it was um, yeah really, really distraught, distraught for everybody, um, and distressing as well, but uh, I think afterwards it was pretty good when we had that celebration, and it was mm. pretty much just celebrating his life, mm. but, uh, yeah, one of the biggest things is that, um, you know, just swallow your pride and just... Speak out and mm. check on in your friends. And, uh, you know, sometimes, especially with our island humor, we, t- we tend to take that banter a little bit too far. Mm. Uh, but yeah, you just gotta remember that, you know, somebody might be going for a bad day. So just check on your friends and your family. Damn. I can feel a put down coming in. You no, know? <laughs> no, no, man. <laughs> no, man. <laughs>
1: Wait, <laughs> <laughs> nah.
0: Because uh, you know what? This has got too serious, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're not know I mean? like, so I did Like someone's listening, like this has to be that one guy. and like you know, but that was a <laughs> listening <laughs> guy. Eh?
2: <laughs> 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 They're going go wrap that guy up in plastic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, now, hey, Mark. Uh, yeah,
2: Mark, if you're listening, man, sorry, man. We didn't mean to wrap you on the plastic.
1: Sorry, <laughs> Mark. Uh,
2: sorry, Mark. We, we, we should have had your back, man. Sorry, man. All
1: yeah,
4: <laughs> well, right, Steve. Uh, thanks for coming on board, brother. Shadows. Thank you uh, so much. Nah, it's awesome. Man. Good luck for. Um,
2: next year
1: next year, yeah. Yeah. Next year. we're all on we're all on the wagon bro yeah. thanks That's boys wagon, no, appreciate it no, just yeah. uh,
2: again thanks for having me on this platform um, really great opportunity just to share the story and just hopefully uh, somebody else can continue the pathway and do it better than us and just lead it awesome, thanks man. boys oh,
0: awesome I feel like we've got cold balls around here or something <laughs> <laughs>
4: Cause that was gold brother <laughs> Okay guys Have a good day Have a good night Thank you very much Cheers Later 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 Ah Shout sure, out boys Shout sure, out man That was good John hey.
2: <laughs> Easy Easy That stuff right today man. So that was neat man Nah Thank Just you Plus
1: like, You know It's funny You
0: talk
1: You forget that Yeah I know you I know you I